I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week in League, Cleary Sr. prefers Tinder to TikTok as he shows up for a BJ and leaves blowing goodbye kisses after dishing up anal. Hope Solo launches legal action against the space between Noffa and BJ, claiming unlawful use of a likeness. Doctors bracing for a Viagra surplus as the Broncos slumped to their sixth straight loss, leaving the entire eastern seaboard turgid. Plus, we look ahead to all of the action for round nine of the 2020 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 358 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Oh, actually, I was going to start. I was going to go, Buenas tardes, <laughs> Jay Mondo. What's that? That's fucking, that's how, that's a, that's a Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Grant. Oh, yeah, that. okay. He starts with, Buenas tardes, Jay Mondo. <laughs> Ooh, don't be cunty. <laughs> so, uh, been watching The Gentleman. Yeah. Every stop. day, oh, multiple times a day. I tell you, if, uh, if I had a little bit more of disposable cash that I didn't have to uh, get through a accountancy, I would be fucking literally wearing plaid tracksuits. Twenty-five <laughs> 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 uh, So, um, everyone, it. you know what to do. Jump on fucking wish.com <laughs> and look for your knockoff fucking Burberry trackies. Well, unfortunately, it's not Nate. like you can't, you can't even like get like, do like a knockoff thing because they actually don't exist. They were made custom for the movie to look that way, to be like, to look like, you know, this, this high, they don't actually, I mean, there are tons of websites that have kind of sprung up making, you know, things like it. Yeah. But uh, like sort of replica ones, but um, I've, yeah, they're, they're actually not a, not a real brand, sadly. But um. Yeah, that fucking go. great though. Oh, oh, believe me, I've got like half a dozen links. You don't, you, you, <laughs> the legwork doesn't need to be done. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to shout out to Frog as well because Frog is mad into him and he's he's furnished me with numerous links. He's actually purchased. He's actually got one. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, a couple of probably two weeks ago. Yeah, something. I think I saw that in yeah, Target, saw, yeah, Target Kids. Yeah, or maybe yeah, or that's in it. um in fucking uh, Cottonwood Kids. Yes. That's it. Cotton kiss. That's the one. <laughs> um, look, yeah, straight into it this week. Welcome, welcome, new listeners. Uh, you, <laughs> you've stumbled into the wrong place. <laughs> look, the first news article this week, because I mean, we need to, you can't start at a hundred. You've got to build up. Really? So the first one I wanted to start I, off with. I the, thought you'd want to start off with the elephant in the room, no, slowly no. stroking its elephant dick. <laughs> You're trying to fucking what Adam Elliot elephant jizz? <laughs> <laughs> Zing! Shout out to Adam Elliot too. I mean, <laughs> uh, suffered some sort of a, a shoulder injury, I believe. Um, trying to lift that hog to take a piss. <laughs> Unlucky lad. 
Sh- shout out to multiple generations of his ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, shout out to Mrs. Elliot. Well, share, yeah, shout out to multiple generations of grandmothers and mothers and, yeah, yeah. down the line. Jesus. Uh, they truly are the MVPs. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously MVP stands for what? Most, most voluminous bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, the first one I want to talk about, and fucking just let me open Twitter up while we speak about it because this is a uh, it's an ongoing it's an ongoing issue that may be resolved this evening or you know pr- probably not. But this David Fafita, he's taking like back flick- flipping and fuckery to an entire new level. Yeah, we we knew obviously he was he was coming up for contract renewal. Uh, he's he's great, you know, loads of potential, but already displayed, you know, great ability. Uh, one of the best young forwards in the game, and would command a contract commensurate with yes. with that status. Now the Broncos find themselves, you know, they're not they're not skint, but they are carrying a number of large dollar value contracts, so they certainly can't um, outbid everybody if, if it was turned into a bidding war and yep. now apparently that's what it's become um specifically between the broncos and the titans and the titans obviously they've got to pay overs to get people down there um they've got some good young you know, players they've got some good young forwards coming i mean like you know they've, they've got um tino uh f let's call him from from the storm uh coming up next year they got yep. mo there now so you know if they added a, a, a d for feeta to the mix, then it would be, you know, be quite a formidable forward pack it would, it, on yeah. paper. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, yeah, and then you got Keegan, Keegan Hip Grave in there just fucking <laughs> conceding <laughs> penalties. <laughs> <laughs> but the, they, they apparently offered him, I think the Broncos couldn't go more than 700, I think. Yeah, 750, uh, I think, was about that. Yeah, yeah. And where the, where the Times were, were offering him straight up, straight up Millie. And, Considering he doesn't really have to go anywhere, he can live in the same place and drive down the road an hour. It's yeah. for training. Yeah. Pretty like his life doesn't change in any that, way other than the fact me, that he makes another three hundred grand. Ultimate fucking Queenslander problem. Right? If you go to anyone else in the country and yep. say, Will you move an hour down the road yep. for an extra fucking two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year? Oh, by the way, You'll get to live in a fucking apartment on the beach, on a canal somewhere, and have yeah. <clears throat> amazing restaurants and tourist attractions right next to you. Yeah, a little bit of meth, but some big titty bitches. Who commentary? But they, they, but those big titty bitches are usually attached to a commentary or a bandito. Yeah, who because of his <laughs> status as a football player, they'll you know he'll instantly have some sort of you know um, patched a, amusement factor to them yeah. too, so yeah. they won't bash him. Yeah, at, at, at the end of the day, though, I mean, it's, it's yeah, like people who play for a team in Sydney and then they move to another team in Sydney, they don't have to, you know, you still live in the same place and just <laughs> drive across town. It's, yeah. no, it's no big deal. Yeah. I mean, you hear these inspirational stories all the time of these youngsters that are on, you know, low-dollar contracts or whatever, but they, you know, they're getting up at, at Sparrows to... To drive. Catch from, the, yeah, to the, catch the train or whatever so they can, you know, try and so make a commute from, like, the western suburbs of Sydney up to you know, where Manly are training or something, you know, something like that. Anyway, 
Um, or like Desi were driving down, driving out to Shitsville every day when he had to coach the fucking doggies. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know that you know that man did not move fucking house. <laughs> um, anyway, for feeder, so we we're recording this on the on the evening of Wednesday. The what is it? The eighth. Yep. So Tuesday night, he's apparently told the Broncos that. Yeah, it's a great offer. He can't turn it down. He's going to go to the Titans. Yep. Wednesday morning, this morning, calls. I heard a, a senior Broncos, unnamed Broncos official. I heard another report saying it was actually Seabold himself saying, um, I've changed my mind. I'm going to stay at the Broncos. Yeah. And then mid-morning, another another version comes out and says that Fafita's approached the Broncos and he's kind of proposed something, not alone, but what essentially amounts to one whereby he would take the Titans up on his contract yep. for one year yep, because I believe he has one year left with his current management thing that he's there had a go. falling out with. Okay. Uh, so he goes for a year, then he comes back to the Broncos and in that year they've shed some space and they've got a little bit more. So they, they, so they can, can they can upgrade more on the 700 that they're going to pay him to which of course, it's completely disloyal to not just the Broncos, but also the yeah. Titans. So I, I think they, it's my belief that they immediately said, go fuck yourself on that one, lad. And so uh, as a result of that hardball, the latest we've heard was that the Broncos have um, managed to, I think, secure him. So then he tells the Titans that he's going to stay at the Broncos. And then yep. this is getting up to where we are now. It's 9 p.m. So probably 8 p.m. Then you start seeing on the socials that um, the Titans aren't going to take that for a final answer. That's it. And they're, so they're going to they're going to bump it up to like you know one point two five. Mal wants him that bad, so they're going to absolutely do their ass. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> on a extreme, supremely talented, and full of potential, yet injured, again, injured young forward. <laughs> potential. Yeah. Yeah. You know it's. Is that the difference? How many teams? Who's done a, a potential deal? Has Ponga. anyone? No, no. Who's done a potential deal and it ha- it's paid off for them? Oh, yeah. Okay, paid off one. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. But well, we've been uh, through this before. DCE got his big one after he'd, but he'd already won, won a premiership at that point. Yeah. Um, Tom Lolo. Yep. He was post. He's close. He was. He was. He's probably the closest. Yeah. Um. See, they've never done any of those deals. I mean, all the all the ones through the storm all did theirs through Post. success. Yeah. First, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and then look at how anyone. much had Teddy done before he went to, but like before he lobbed at East. Like his representative None. career didn't begin until at East. There was some city country stuff. Yeah, wasn't there? I'm sure he played city country, but. But even back then, yep. he was always special. If a yeah. little bit biscuity, yeah, yeah, but always special. Um, I'm I'm looking around at all of these deals, especially when people have had to pay overs. Yep, none of them have worked. Like the Knights started with that, mm-hmm. and it took them four years. You want to say to get from paying massive overs to get anyone to go there? Yeah. To now, where they're they're actually starting to have people like Frizzle, yeah, 
you know, taking Clemmer's call and saying, yeah. hey, you know, come on down. It's, but, I mean, that, but, but even then it's still like yeah, the, requ- the, the additional requirements for that to happen were origin teammates and a split camp at the current club because one of you know because half the players don't want don't, don't like want to support rape. a potential rapist yeah yeah so it, it is interesting and it'll come up later on someone wrote a comment about it how many overs contracts can a club support yeah one yeah. really like yeah and and like even if you even if you reframe it not overs as like you know like the marquee player in your team or something like that and so like, this is a team that's got ash and he's on like on 900 a million, yeah. Yep. They um, want to pay another 1.25. They, to- they didn't get Peachy or Cartwright cheap because that was, they weren't completely yep. fucking absolutely washed up and cooked. No, they still had they, they, they still had some name. And Bryce, Bryce was signed on potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, and surname. They're going to uh, have hell. to upgrade people like Mo. How, how are we not? And they've got Don taking a cut. Yeah. Because he wants to finish as, you know, like yeah, he wants to finish the Titans. Yeah. You know what? If I'm Mal, I sack him on that, just for that comment. Yeah. Like, how are you a fucking professional athlete if winning is not your number one fucking motivator? Fuck out of here, Don, with that weak ass fucking. Yeah, but oh, I mean, if, if, if he would have said that. I'm fucking loyal. If he were to say that, though, I mean, that's, that's him saying, basically saying, like, that's, that's, that's loser talk from you. We're a loser club and we have no intention of winning. <laughs> exactly. I wanted you to come into this meeting and whip your dick out, Anthony, and say, unless you fucking go and sign this cunt and this cunt and this cunt and this cunt, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, but, I mean, but yeah, but if Anthony Don walked into any team and said that, they'd be like, oh, I fuck off to England then. <laughs> See it's, the, it's the Titans, man. Yeah. <laughs> I said any team. Yes, sir, <laughs> Mr. Don. <laughs> Uh, but um, yeah, the Fafita one's interesting. Is is this what we're getting now? Have we just found the positive about player agents that it keeps this sort of shit fuckery? Yeah, the re- I mean, cause the reason why this one is uh, is is the the reason why that whole like you know pseudo pseudo loan thing came up is because he's got he doesn't talk to his management group. He's got one more year in his contract with them, so he only wants to sign a one year deal. So Jesus he doesn't have Christ. to, you know, further enrich them or, you know. And then following that, he'll be either with a new manager or himself and uh, in pocket the, yeah, the wow. commission. Uh, At some stage, Titans, you just need to stand up and say, yep, you know what? We would like you and we've tabled an offer, but we're not prepared to talk to you about one year. Mm-hmm. We're not prepared to talk to you about a loan. We're not prepared to put the time and energy in. Yep. And then you know what? Go on, ping fucking Pingu. Is he? Oh, he's up year after next, isn't he? It's probably a bit long to try and take him and get the Broncos to release him. Yeah, but yeah. Um, go on, go and pinch someone else. Yep. Out of that and uh, and utilize them. It's gonna get fucking messy, hey. Yeah, well, you'd think so. Mm. Yeah. Oh well, fuck both those clubs. Yeah, look, I I want him to take the Gold Coast Titans offer. A, I don't care about the Gold Coast Titans. I don't care if they fuck their cap forever, yep. and it doesn't it doesn't bother me at all. Yep. I don't, I have no feelings for them either way. Um, and but B, it is it's like just another fucking mm, kick to is. the balls to the Broncos fans. Oh, the fact that there's even talk about it's a kick to the balls yeah. anyway. Yeah, you know. it's funny they're they're not the club now. 
that people go to to play with other, you know, like Queenslanders yeah. and, and greats and will take take pay cuts in, with which to do so. Well, what important Bronco did you even know that they were coming up? Unless you were a fan and you kept abreast of it yourself, mm-hmm. you hear about all these other clubs, someone's coming up, he's talking Oh, I know, it's just a constant, there was just a constant pipeline. If, we and have they'd, just and they'd resigned. lose ten. We they'd, have just resigned. Yeah, and they'd lose ten percent. They'd lose ten percent of them, but they were the ones that you know yeah. ne- ne- weren't that great. That's it. Yeah, like your Jaden Sewers, like today's like a today yeah. today kind of analogy. Yeah. Um, more player player shit, and I mean this comes back to Moses. Uh, you know, related to Moses, the Warriors owner Mark Robinson <laughs> last week came out and just flat out said. That Blake Green, Jared Beale, and and uh, Adam Blair, and, and potentially other players who are managed by the controversial player agent Isaac Moses, will be moved on after the twenty twenty <laughs> season. I mean, that's some cold shit. Yeah. Look, I I get like my understanding of it all is like if Moses fails in his appeal then his contracts with the players he manages become null and void. And so at, at which point they are self-managed or free to go and pick is, someone else up and then pocket the 6%. Is that an assumption though? Or- I, think that, I, think it's, I think it's the way it is. Let me have a look. Hang on. Yeah, they're, they're, they're free to terminate their contracts with him and keep the 6% management fee after he's had his accreditation cancelled. Now, maybe that might have to be a... So when we say his, and this is what I'd like to know as well, maybe someone can educate me here. When they say his accreditation, do they mean him as a person or do they mean his business? Because I would then suggest that any business has the right to say, well, okay. Well, this is your new agent now. He, as yeah, he may have like, been, yeah. you know, a director or, or a majority shareholder or whatever, whatever yeah. the fuck he is. But yep, he has hit, had his accreditation stripped. That would require a look at the contracts to see if it is like, you know, whatever. Yeah. I can't remember what his, what his business is called, but... um. But or does he have that? Does he have that business with Agent Sunday? Because remember, he went to partnership with that guy, and but he had a falling out with him. Mm. And that guy Weeby's gone into his own yeah. thing. So yeah, maybe he's maybe it's just him now. Who fucking knows? But uh, in any case, the 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 point I was going to make there is, if these guys and who wouldn't terminate? I mean, if, you, if your manager doesn't have accreditation, why would you mm. pay six percent for what? Yeah. That's so it. you terminate your contract, but at that point that they've terminated the contract, then the Isaac Moses group influence over the team is, yeah. is, has evaporated. Yep. It doesn't exist anymore. Yep. So it seems weird to... I mean, they obviously just want to hold bulk bulk move on players, yeah. which which was especially funny given like literally the game that happened like the day after or yeah. two days after. Blake Green fucking won it for them Out single-handedly in a second. Skin. <laughs> like, yeah. um, which, you know, I guess does his, does his prospects of... Uh, Finding a new home, no harm. And uh, well, the, th- the thing <clears throat> I dislike about that, and this is just you know, me personally, I got no love for the Warriors or, or the way they do things, is that Blake said in an interview afterwards that he found out by hearing that through the media. Yeah, that's just that hard. always fucking yeah. gets me wrong. I think doing it and like coming out like an owner coming out and saying that before right for a game, yeah, is fucked anyway. Yep, you can always do that at the end of the season or you know towards the end when. You when when movements start happening, you know you can have a quiet word to the player and say this is the case. You know yeah. you're a free agent, whatever. Yep. But to actually announce it to the media like some kind of big dick move and not tell the players who you've already who are already taking a, a fucking hit yeah. emotionally yeah. by being stuck over in a country that's not where their family are. 
They've just lost their coach, who by all reports was incredibly well liked. And and instrumental in kind of keeping the, yeah. the group morale together while they were in this situation. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Cunty. Yep. Very. That's it. Perfect way. And, uh, you know, best of luck to all of those guys. Now, the next story, we've got to talk about the AFB thing. I was going to say that, that elephant's getting real close one. to completion. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you. So, look... Thanks to the blanket coverage in the media, we all we all know the situation that happened. The uh, <laughs> Advanul Blake, yes, <laughs> charged the Grant Atkins, and the newspapers, despite the outcry, they're not really doing any. They're not censoring anything. No, I mean, like it's, it's he's he's called Grant Atkins a fucking retard. Got suspended. Oh, sorry, got got sent off. Um, you know, following that, and as a result, has copped a a, a two match suspension. For you know, dissent, country, you know, whatever the fuck they framed it as. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to say I don't mean to laugh, but I fucking do mean to laugh. It's uh, uh, it's 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 fucking hilarious. But I mean, let's just get like you just got to go through it point by point. Like the first thing is, I've got a massive problem with him approaching the referee. Yep, because. <laughs> removing what was said you can't no matter who you are you can't bum rush the ref and start abusing them especially when you've got like the the calmest and most uh, eloquent statesman in the history of the game as your captain who can deal with these things and does so you know amazingly well um furthermore one of the larger issues in the game especially Fuck. when you want to talk about grassroots and things like that i didn't like even think of that will this drive a wedge between afb and dce because no. DC would obviously be horribly offended by someone, because that that's him. No, DC DC said, "Look, you know, this has been a this has been a great learning experience for everyone. That you know, a lesson that everyone you know you should watch what you say." That's exactly what I'd say if I was black and you dropped the N word on me. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, say no more. Keep going. And um, in like the in, you know, the grassroots that everyone loves and the juniors and everything that they want to bring up. One of the bigger issues in the game is like abusing like, you know, teenage kids who are, you know, volunteer refereeing and yes. stuff like, you know, at that level. And, um, you know, from parents on the sideline, like, there's just like, there's no place for like referee abuse. And so if you aggressively uh, abuse a ref and rush them or whatever yep. on the field, then you're getting suspended and yep. fucking rightly so. Yep. I mean, it's happened before. It's going to happen again. Yes. I mean, this this is, it's not a new, new situation. I mean, there was the one with the doggies or whatever, you know, several years ago, right? Well, it's why James Graham now... Well, not now, but used to walk everywhere with his hands behind his back when he approached a referee. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he pointed his finger. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you go back, yeah, back to back in the day when Blocker fucking Patton fucking Eddie Ward on the head yeah. or whatever it was. <laughs> but I tell you, the over the top bleating by the fucking media and the peanut gallery, it does my fucking head in. I mean, the abu- the the abuse and the dissent and everything is fucking terrible. And needs to get suspended. But holy fuck, the double standards. I mean, like, where were all these cunts when Barry Ward was spraying fucking Anthony Mundine? Nowhere. Where or when Gallon was calling Mickey Payer a black cunt. Yeah. I mean, when those incidents happened, the rugby league community itself were campaigning to have the fines overturned and shit. Yeah, and the and the and the and the the results of the whole thing to be minimised. And in in Ward's case. The ten thousand dollar fine was cut to five thousand dollars, and his club loudly fucking paid it for him. 
and um, it's, yeah. you know, and that shit's unlike, and that shit's like undeniable racism. Said yeah. to a to yes, a, but how a, long ago was that? Decade, exactly. Well, no, this the point is though, it was still racist shit, shit that's never been okay to say. Yeah, no, I know. I'm not. No, I'm not yeah. saying that the racism's okay. I'm saying, especially with the reaction to things that could possibly cause offence and hurt feelings. Yeah. It's useless comparing anything that happens now to anything other than six months. No, ago. no, I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking like actual, actual, ra- like literally racist shit that's not been okay to say ever. Yes, no, I know. And now, then you go back through. Then let's let's go back through the fucking history. Idiot, moron, imbecile, feeble-minded. They literally were all used as medical yep. terms mm-hmm. prior to retard, which was also a medical uses a yes. medical term yes. until it, until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's fucking unbelievable. And and so by all means, he needs to be schooled on his language and all that sort of shit. And yep. like the whys and the hows of using it, especially in respect to the position that whether he likes it or not as a role model, because, you know, you're a rugby league player, you're a professional sportsman, That's and it. children are going to look up to you and see what you do and yep. blah, blah, blah. But I mean, this overblown reaction is fucking ridiculous. And that also goes for Volandis, who said that kids would be going to school the next day bullying disabled kids because he said it. I've I would put it to you. I don't think I've ever seen anyone that I know ever actually call someone a retard that's actually disabled. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and that's why that's why yeah. I was talking yeah. about the, that's why I was talking about the racist shit earlier because the racist shit is clearly like for the same thing. I would never drop an an n bomb on you as like an insult because <laughs> like it's like. <laughs> It's non. It's non. Yeah. It's nonsensical. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not something. It's not interchangeable. Like you know. Yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? But um, and the same people bitching about it. The same people who are all fucking. They have fun throwing around Robert Downey Jr. blackface Tropic Thunder gifts, talking about not going to full retard. You, know, you never go full retard. Yeah. You know, it's fuck. Yeah. It just it's yeah. it's fucking crazy. But, or or would say like, oh, you know, Aaron Mole and she apologised. Move on. Guess what? So did so did Mate, so did Adam. Yep. 100%. Move on. Exactly, and that's what it should be. Yeah. That should be the end result. Yeah. But what you're doing is looking for fucking common sense. Yeah, and, the issue and, I, is, and I know that is my problem with fucking humanity. Exactly, <laughs> because these days, like previously, you could be expected that when you took a position on something, yep. that if you had positions or things that you had done previously that were in direct counter to that or in direct contrast to that, that somebody could rightly so point those out and say, excuse me, can you clarify your current position? in light of this. Yeah. You know, yep, so yep. if you were railing about it, the amount of quantum leap gifts <laughs> that appear in your fucking browser history. I, I literally dumped one into Facebook I group love it. after it's the game. It's my favourite gift. <laughs> um, you know, people might go, hang on, how can you do this or do this? Now, at which point you could then say, I've recently come into contact with somebody who has shown me how this can da 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 Yep. Awesome. New info, change your mind, change your stance, change yep. your opinion. That's fine. All this is, is a case of something. It it was not, and I want to word this correctly because I don't want to be fucking haunted by retards. <laughs> it was, it's, look, I don't like hate mail yep. at the best of times. <laughs> it's so much fucking worse when you've got to try and decipher what every third word is. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it would have been like him dropping cunt, yep. which, let's look at it, yep. is a negative connotation in regards to female anatomy. Yeah. But, but just using that word and using it in an inappropriate way yeah, it's like is it, the it, issue. It technically is, 
Yeah. But it actually isn't. Because, exactly. Like, let's face it. Yeah. I mean, but must the- be, I would be the, the biggest misogynist in the history of humanity just based on the evidence of this show for 10 years. Yeah. The amount of fucking cunts I've dropped. Yeah. <laughs> but also an equal number of, I assume, cockheads, dickheads. Oh, yeah. Fuckheads. Yeah. You know? Yeah, everything. Well, both can fuck. That's generally Yeah, okay. Neutral. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, AFB, again, was a brain snap. Yep. Shouldn't have done it. Has apologised for it. And actually fronted up on camera too, which is yeah. fucking... And I was actually yeah, really surprised by Good it. on him. And if you really think that him saying that caused anybody to go and, you know, throw a rock at a child with learning difficulties, mm-hmm. those people had issues before they saw him doing it and it wasn't yeah. that that brought it out. Yeah. You know, he, he's a gateway fuckhead. Yeah. The problem... But, and, and the thing is, it's got such a storied history. Like, you mentioned the Quantum Leap thing. But, I mean, like... Every like teen movie, yeah, ever, yeah, <laughs> essentially, uh-huh. and it's like so. There's there is like a, a there is like there's no actual connotation to it, no, for for ninety nine percent, yep, of people you know in da- in their day to day life. But again, you have to be able to accept that. Yeah, I yeah, but I, if yeah. some if somebody and sorry, not you, but yeah, in general, this, if somebody comes in and says, you know what. Uh, I have a relative family member mm-hmm. child that has this, and that to me um, yeah. is offensive. Yeah, you know. So then you got to go. Okay, great. That's so. What I said was potentially insensitive to a certain part of the population. Mm-hmm. I need to apologise for that. Yes. What we don't need is the fucking, you know. Um, talking fucking heads yeah. or tweeting fucking mouths. Three days, yeah, three days. Because now. all yeah. it is is the latest trend to get on to say, fucking look at me, I care. I'm so sensitive, yep. look at me. My moral, well, and, you know, it's, it's another, it's, it's the yeah. same thing. It's like, I mean, it's just the- It's the Jezelnik thoughts and prayers thing. It's, yeah, yeah. Now, while he said something naughty, don't forget don't about forget me it, today. I have feelings too, you know. This is what I think about it, and it's <laughs> bad. <laughs> uh, so, in summary, fuck Manly. And fuck everyone angry at Manly. So pretty much fuck everybody. <laughs> Burn it down. And just to, to finish, I mean, the other thing is, I mean, I support Grant Atkins 100% for his actions on the field as well. Because Adam, Adam, you got it wrong big time, buddy. But he got it so wrong because, you know, the actual fact of the matter is Jared Maxwell, who's a fucking retard. Yes. In the video box. Yes. Not Grant Atkins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he just followed the process that he should have followed. And I just want to paraphrase Mal Meninga. The great man, and uh, some would say, you know, future immortal. <laughs> and what he said at the time of the, uh, I want to paraphrase what he said about Paul Gallen in the Mickey Payer incident. And I'm just going to paraphrase it, obviously, and customize it for the current <laughs> yeah, go thing. For it. I don't think he is an ableist at all. He's an aggressive, competitive bloke who said something he probably regrets. Yep. And that goes for anyone in the comp who does it, even if it was fucking Corey Horsberg. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. It, yep. It's where it's gone that fucking far. Yep. Saying that it's ableist. Yeah. And uh, look, okay, is is that now because he didn't mean that in in any other context in saying you've made a stupid decision. Well, then as he's walking down so, the tunnel, he was further venting, and it's funny. Member of the show was actually there. Yeah. Tunnel side. Yeah. At the time, and said, "Yeah, like he was. He's that second thing he was saying. He was going down the tunnel." 
and he was just sort of just venting out. Referees, he didn't even know they're off. The, he'd been sent off, so he'd left the field. Yeah, didn't know the referees were like yeah. even in the tunnel if they yep. were at all. But he also said something along the lines of, um, like, oh yeah, fucking eyes, you know, fucking spastics eyes, you know, their eyes yeah, are painted yeah, yeah, on or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So. I don't hear the blind. I don't hear the blind community up in arms. I'm talking about eyes being painted on. I mean, surely that's a that's a egregious fucking sledge against. Blind well, that's people. not the blind community. That's egregious sledge against people that actually have lost their eyes and required cosmetic <laughs> cosmetic eyes. So there are many things <laughs> that uh, cause blindness. Yes, and but only some of them that would require you to have eyes that appear to be painted on. <laughs> And the comedic after effect of you bumping into things. <laughs> so don't be such a fucking ableist. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I hope that covers it off for everybody. Mm. I think it's, I think it's uh, it's all you know what? it's all pretty Try not clear. To be a cunt. I mean, that's like that's pretty much our that's it. That's pretty much our fucking our, our modus operandi. With some things. rare examples, mm-hmm. I think what you mean is very often more important than what you say. Yeah, I mean I th- I th- I think I would I would take that further and say that I think that almost 100% of times that the ca- that, that that would be the case. Or, and I, then I some and some uh, blanket. Yeah, let's cancel just wanting to go, oh but what if you uh, Oh yeah, no, honestly, I think 100% of the time that that is the case because some words because some language you do use it's not ambiguous about what you mean, or I mean, yeah. like you know, if you're dropping, if you're just if, if you're just dropping straight like you know anti-Semitic shit on yeah. someone, that's th- intent as that's, well. As yeah, what you, you say. actually, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. yeah. So, and you know, look, we don't like to offend many people, but I got nothing but love for the retard immunity. And yeah, and fratar- I mean, Well, you know, if Adam was listening to, I mean, he could have said fratata, and he would have been like, exactly. A, he would have got sent off for still, you know, doing, you know, for rushing the ref. I'm fucking the two potato, weeks. The potato community up in arms. But, oh, but no, he would he would have had the fucking gourmet community like going, oh, bravo, the MasterChef crowd there. Oh, bravo. And well, then, which and in the turn potato- leads into the fucking unions because they're all underpaying their fucking staff. So <laughs> oh, they got rid of that. They got rid of that judge now. Oh, okay. Callum yeah. Barris is gone. Nice. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, don't know who's doing, I don't know who's on it now because I don't watch it, but I, I, know, I do know that it's not Callum Barris. But um, yeah, so you get the, the gourmet, the, yeah, the, the gourmet, you know, and people into cooking shows. Foodies, and shit. Yep. He'd, get, he'd get them on board. But also he'd get like fans of the league. Yes. And there'd be people who weren't Manly fans or necessarily Adam Fanua Blake fans, who the, but they loved the league and they'd be going, oh, fucking solid reference, son. Yes, and Exactly. Open up a whole new thing. Nice. And get a then you know, Nick Crawl give him a guest voice on season three or four of Big Mouth. <laughs> okay, uh, we Caps, the uh, fucking this game. This game feels like a year ago. Storm twenty seven defeated the Roosters twenty five at SunCorp. I wish I had have gone to this game just yeah. quietly. Fucking hell. yeah, no. um, the Storm twenty seven tries to uh, a double to Jerome Hughes. Uh, the Fox with a try and Momorowski as well. Pappenhausen uh, with the field goal. Cam Smith four conversions and a penalty goal. The Roosters a double to Josh Morris. Bmos with a try as well as did uh, as did Kyle Flanagan. Uh, finding it three or four conversions, a penalty goal, and Kiri with the field goal. 
I've got to try and track my brain back to remember that ebb and flow of that last, you know, five five minutes. So it looked as if, as much as the Roosters had let it go, like to to me this this game they had it won, they did, but it it was the the proof in the pudding mm-hmm. about systems preparation and training. Yeah, and it's those those are the two best sides that we've seen at it in a decade that they can go in there with losses in such key positions. And we've touted Munster as pretty much the greatest thing for Melbourne all year. Oh, and then Jerome you know? Hughes saying he, he's not he's not the answer. He has a fucking blinder in this game. Yeah. Like, um, where'd that come from, motherfucker? But for the Roosters to go in, realistically let Melbourne back into the game, and yeah. Melbourne obviously needed to be good enough to capitalise on those mm-hmm. opportunities. But then the Roosters just looked to tighten the screws enough and do that Roosters thing and close it out, and it was that fucking mistake by two poo at the end. And it was just, it was just two, but like on both sides, the whole field, the whole field goal yep. side, you know, side of things was just random shit. Like, well, you had the Roosters where they had the situation with um, the penalty. Yep. Where they went the short kickoff, and then the ball, you know, did this and that, and then fucking then Vooney yeah. just Vooney blasted yep. Tedesco without the ball. Yep. And a fucking dumb player that he is increasingly yeah. week on week. I don't know. He'd been great for a while. Like he'd Yeah, been- but he still when he was great, he still was like a he was still a low key grub. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like like low key one of the worst grubs too. Yeah, I, but had the I think results. he just got I think he just got away with it all because he was on the wing or or because he was so good in attack at the time. Yeah. So I, I don't know what it was because like the grub microscope is pretty much constantly focused on the storm. So yep. it and it wasn't like anyone else was really out grubbing him over that period, but now all all he has left is is the grub. Yeah. Like his his actual contributions on field in, in attack and stuff are not nearly as good as they were. Um and then the storm, you know, also very very lucky uh you know with with Cordner getting knocked out and then Playing the ball and kind of like the play of the ball actually wasn't that bad, and I mm. think if they had have just if they hadn't have given themselves up, yeah, I think I think they just probably would, they it. would have got away with it, but mm. they all kind of stopped like it was going to be a thing, yeah. you know, and then and that sort of clued the referees in, and then at the end a lot a lot's made about the the penalty, yep, like absolutely one hundred percent, like yeah, of co- of course it was it was like it was a soft penalty, but it absolutely had to be given, yes, like. Friend did not give them any choice. Yes, in, I mean the, he, he was up, he was playing, and he's just giving him that push because he's trying to desperately. Because the th- this is the thing: the very next play, like that play, the ball goes to dummy half, fired out to someone, and they knock it over from twenty meters out or mm-hmm. twenty-five meters out. Yep. it was a hundred percent going to end that next yes, play. That's but it. there's always a chance, you know. There's that thing they 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 fuck it up or you know yep. whatever. But can I just say, look at yep. this though. Look at that game, and and you're right. The ebb and flow of it was fantastic, and it was it was one of the most fucking edge of your seat actual thriller are you going to bring up the roosters second half completions and shit because it was dire just overall yeah just overall but looking at the roosters completed that game at 64 percent. yeah they they must have been close to 100 at the half though right yeah Yeah. they had under 30 sets though for the whole game which when you're the sort of team that builds pressure and needs repeat sets as much as they do possessions of victory so for them to get that fucking close yeah with that performance by their standards uh and 36 tackle breaks absolutely fucking phenomenal yeah 35 of them came from somebody named morris but that first half from the mozzies yeah 
it really does beg a belief how they're in such a renaissance. Because they were always good. They never got bad. No. But they got They are just less productive. Old. That's yeah. it. Um, and they got old. As you, as the, you, the production goes down, the age goes up, and you're like, okay, well, I mean, that's, that's yeah. you know, mathematics. That's how it works. Yeah. But it's one of those games I think both teams will take great positives out of the storm, obviously, you know, in, in so. how they won. Yeah. Uh, but I think for the Roosters to be in the positions they were in with the injuries they had and still to challenge like that, they'll take a lot of that as well. Yep. The only thing the Roosters will probably lament is the fact that they let the storm get those two tries back, yeah. you know, quickly. Yep. Similar to the Penrith game. 10 minutes and yeah. and a couple of bad defensive reads and all of a sudden Parramatta's coming back at them, so. Yeah, it's just it's just so weird. Like, yeah, you because know, they, they they storm kept doing the 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 least intelligent thing, which is sending bombs over to to Daniel Tupo. Yeah, and then eventually, like the when the dam actually broke, it yeah. was because they actually got one past him. Yep, and, and, you know, it's, that's it's it. Fucking weird. Um, the Raiders. Tw- oh, actually, sorry, mate. You uh, got the tweets. Yep. Facebook said. Looking at the stats of this game, the fact we only lost by two is shocking, especially after gifting Melbourne two tries against the run of play. That is correct. Bethany said, holy fucking shit, I was not expecting us to win this. We look so dead after Jay Moz's try. Pappy kicking the field goal had me rock hard, and that isn't easy for me. There you go. Pappy, the science, the fire. Hey, the thing that I loved about that Pappenhausen field goal, I forgot to mention, is just the, the little things, the cunning little fucker that he is. Yep. As they're leading up to that play... You see Angus Crichton hovering either side of the play the ball. He's char- He knows the field goal's coming, yeah. so he's ready to charge the guy who's kicking the field goal. So Pappenhausen's standing there, you know, back into the right of the ruck with his hands on his hips, yep. like no, I'm not doing shit. Yeah, and then the- and then he see then then Crichton bites, goes the other way, and then boom, it comes out to him and he kicks the field goal. Which again, that is nothing but preparation. That's I not lo- luck. I love, the hands on the hips thing. I, I love that. Nice. No, that's that's like that's, that's that's craft. That is like crafty gamesmanship. Yeah. But I'm saying for, for the storm to set up to go. Okay, that's covered. That's covered. That's covered. That's yeah. not. Yep. And have the option there. That's preparation. Yeah. Uh, Riggs in the Facebook group. Fucking Riggs. I love this guy. I never met him. Fucking love him already. Have you ever seen a team who likes tackling more than the Chooks? Are they an even better team this year? That's a hundred percent right. Yeah. They fucking love getting in there and defending. They do. I mean, this, this, this is the, the 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 whole the eternal battle over like the last five years where Roosters fans complain about having too many penalties blown against them, but the the team itself clearly preferring yeah to either concede two or defend another yeah, set versus exactly. concede six. Fucking love it. Yeah. Fall in love with it. Uh, at Forbes Chris on Twitter said Bellamy's threat at halftime of bringing Barb up to the Sunshine Coast really paid off. Certainly did. Biggest Tiger said, I know we've all been waxing lyrical about the Morris brothers, but Dally Messenger's boots, they're so good. They are indeed. Uh, and at Bartley 90 on Twitter said, I don't think I've ever seen two clutch field goals in the final minute of regular time, and they weren't easy. The game lived up to the hype and beyond. Well, at least until the end. The penalty was a bit soft, but at least shows Easts are beatable. They are. That's it. That's it. The Raiders 22 defeat the Dragons 16 down in GIO. Uh, the Raiders 22 tries to uh, Kotrick, Croker, Simonson, and George Williams. Croker 3 4 conversions. The Dragons 16 came through a double to Matt Dufty and uh, Zach Lomax also with a try. Lomax 2 of 3 conversions. Mm. Much, the- much, uh, much less close than the margin would suggest. Yeah. 
uh, I don't know what's fucking going on with Canberra this year. To be perfectly honest, they 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 look like they're lacking cohesion. They look like a team. If you think about it, with a new halfback. Yeah, but only towards only towards like the end when they like they they were not they was look like I wouldn't I wasn't gonna say they were back, but I mean they were well in control and yep. yeah, rushed out to a more than match winning lead. Yeah. Dominant, I would put yeah. to you that Canberra were not as exceptionally well drilled as the the Roosters and the Storm at that level, but have a oh, look yeah. at when they introduced the stripping rule, right? Yeah. That rule suited Canberra perfectly. Mm-hmm. They could set up a play where there would be three in a tackle. Yep. Someone would have control of the ball, give the signal for the other two to drop off, and the yep. minute they do that, that's still the ball. And, yep. So that, that was how Canberra responded to that rule change. They yep. did it very, very, very well. I'm not sure they've stepped up on this six-again thing. I don't know that they know how to play it, and I think they're still struggling to find that upper gear in tempo. Yep. That's what it looks like to Which me. Which is weird because, I mean, it kind of felt like, I mean, they would, you know, there was actually like yeah. tempo was a thing that they were yeah. great at. Exactly. Last, yeah, last year. Exactly. It, it seemed that like they would have been, if you, you know, you did like a, a blind, you know, questionnaire on at the start of this whole thing, which teams are going to be more suited, you know, most suited. They would be one of the ones you'd identify and say, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but mm. I guess not. Um, not yet. Look, they were in control for most of this first half. This Dragons team is doing this thing again, and it's almost as bad as the Bulldogs were at it last year, where there's maybe four good tackles that you've got to defend against in a set. And as yep. long as you can defend against them, yep. you know that the setup or last play yep. is going to be absolute fucking dog shit. The options they're coming up with on the fifth are horrendous. And so teams realistically have to defend for two-thirds the amount of time as playing any other side. Yep. Absolutely beggar's belief. And a lot of that I put down to Corey Norman. And it is funny. I'd written that down about the game and it's come up on three different occasions in the comments just about how ineffective he is. And how he sort of skates through without too much of a... I don't think I saw him engage the line once. Yeah. and But also everything is ta- everything is uh, is aimed at Ben Hunt. Yep. Yeah. And exactly. Norman just sort of skates through and... Who's who's not undeserving of criticism? No, but, but I mean, like I think far less in there, you know, in re- recently. Now that he's been you know taken out of the. I mean, mate, that's the thing is the halves is the poison fucking chalice for for players at the Dragons. But yeah, and you remember when Corey Norman was touted as you know okay, he's an Origin player. It it just sucks that he's got the Thurstons and the the Cronks yeah, and yeah. and those people. Yeah, like he has once in a lifetime players in front of him. Yep. but he'll outlast them, and so he will be an, he'll be the successor yep. to that. Now, he doesn't even come up in the conversation. Even when injuries happen, yeah, no. he doesn't come up in the conversation. No, it'd have to be some kind of like plane the, crash that, with all emerging yeah. and current Queensland representatives on board. They can't fill a back line, yeah. and he's not in the conversation. Yeah. I dare say he wouldn't play if Super League happened again <laughs> and it was like, you know, Fatty was coaching the, yeah. the Queensland. I don't think he'd even get a run then. It's, yeah, I don't know. Kurt, um, I'll tell you, the other good thing, again, just looking at the Raiders and how they react to each other. Curtis Scott obviously had his worries over the last little while. Comes on, immediately forces an error. Mm-hmm. And to a man, the entire Raiders side was around him. Pats on the back. None, none of this over-the-top bullshit, but just, yeah. you know, there's some support. We yep. got gotcha. you. 
Um, so even though the Raiders aren't you know, where they need to be or where they were, I think that's some positive signs about them as a group. Anything else you want to say about that one? No. Well, these people the do. Daniel said, I want, to ta- I want to rant so much, but Nup can't do it anymore. Fucking dragons. Zoran in the Facebook group said, Hudson Young should start a side business and offer to gouge out opposition supporters' eyes before kickoff. Then I wouldn't have to witness the mess that is Saints. Jesus Christ. That's fantastic. Uh, Josh in the Facebook group said, well, fuck me. We tried to throw that one away. Our general play is way off the mark in this new sixth again season. If the Roosters and Purple Cheats don't put 50 on us, I'll be surprised. The switch needs to be flicked fucking quick or be battling the Tig Pies for ninth. No, you will not, sir. No one actually battles them for ninth. They just decide whether they, you know. It is their birthright. Yeah. Uh, Matt said, Norman running around on autopilot thinking about getting doozy doing fannies. Uh, Devon Head. I believe it's clungies, isn't it? That's right. That's what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Clungies. Redux. (laughs) Matt uh, Devon Head said, and... The last Mars bar from the box is shelved. Need to get this Victorian Roner up to New South Wales to cancel the rest of the season. Well, you've been fucking trying, you dirty Victorian <laughs> cunts. Every which way. Every which way. Sending fucking school kids up there after dodging their tests up, all of that shit. Like fucking Penrith defensive line. Impregnable. Uh, Alistair said, Norman offers absolutely nothing. He is stealing a living. And our good friend and educator, underscore JDHD44, said, How the shivering fuck Corey Norman gets zero criticism from the media is beyond me. The fact that he's also apparently on 900k a year shits me to tears. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, there's 900ks and there's 900ks. Yes. Uh, At Rip underscore Janus said, Is the Dragons letting the Morris Twins go the worst footballing decision since the Dragons letting Cook go for Mitch Rain? Look, I think the Mozzies, they... (coughs) I mean, they got a a premiership out of the Mozzies. Yeah, that's it. So that's that's something. Yep. Uh, And last word on this one goes to Caleb Shanks on Twitter. Says, That's the softest D since he tried to give me a wristy on grand final weekend. That is correct. I put up no resistance. The Eels 42 defeat the Cowboys 4 at Bankwest. The Eels 42 came through four tries to Mike Sivo. Jennings, Wanga Blake and Jai Field also with tries. Gutherson 6 of 7 conversions and a penalty goal defeating the Cowboys 4. A solitary try to Opacic and uh, we felt missing the conversion. Mm. What a difference a week makes for the old cows. Yes, it does. They were extremely disappointing. I mean, like, like no one would have tipped them to beat the Eels. No, but on recent show, like, you know, on, on recent showings, you would have thought they would have. In saying that, though, they had all the running in the first stanza of this game. Yeah, they, they yeah. came out and they were running with intent. They built some pressure, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, Parramatta do the thing that top teams seem to be able to do: is just absorb, 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 and then snap back like a rubber band. Yep. yep, and put points on. Um, the the Jennings try, the Cowboys were so fucking condensed. Like, is this a new thing where wingers end up inside the center? Only if they're only if they're intending to like try and you know shoot up and this cut something right. off in the bud. Yeah, but, I mean people are good enough at, at, at tapping it on or just yeah. or catch and pass quickly or 
grubbering or shipping yeah. over or any yeah. number of ways to... What, what it feels like to me is that it's... The benefits are far outweighed by the, 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 the dangers risk. that yeah. that a, a playmaker on either side of the field can take advantage of. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't get it. And when it happened and... and, and you know, and when I see see players do it, it does my fucking head in. Yeah, I mean, there are those times when it is when it, it they nip shit in the bud and it's spectacular. But you've got to you've got to pick your play and you've got to pick the your target as well because yep. if it's you know players are so skillful these days. If it's a if it's like a half that you're attacking, yeah. I mean, they're gonna fucking get it on to the next guy, yep. and then you're already screwed because there's no yeah. one back there, and then you know yeah. the fullback has to sweep around. Yep. But yeah, yeah, it's again, who knows? We're not coaches for a reason. Looking at the halves of Parramatta, though, like, I don't think they were ever at risk of losing because they didn't have Moses. Jesus Christ, I was impressed with Brown. Yeah. Yep. He's just coming on leaps and bounds at just being a fucking solid game manager. Yep. And I think that's a massive boost for them in terms of confidence because he does that beautiful thing. And it was exactly the same as when Manly were in their heyday, when you had Cherry Evans and Foran. Yeah. You can't target one of them. No. You can't. Whereas Manly now, for example, you can just put all the pressure on Cherry Evans and you know that that's going to negate the majority of their attacking play. Mm-hmm. But um, Paris forwards have kept rolling. Their fucking outside backs are absolutely lethal. Uh, you know, they're positioned well. Tweets. Carsten. Poor old Swiss Nazi cowboy. Bet he'd say retard. That's offensive. That is offensive to German people calling all Nazis. You are hereby cancelled. <laughs> I am so offended by the thing you said to that German living in Switzerland. You may say nothing else ever. <laughs> I take your Toblerone and double it to get to the pain level for that game. We are shit. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, Justin in the Facebook group said, I'm a proud Cowboy supporter, but they were completely outcast. Uh, outclassed, sorry. The offloads just kept coming like me watching the Broncos lose. <laughs> Ryan said, Cole Felt will have nightmares about Sivo for years to come. Jesus Christ, that's only natural. Uh, Robert in the Facebook group said, RCG and Paulo making 200 metres each, as all good front rowers do. Stephen said, remember when Cohen Hess was touted as the next big thing? Tonight, he was put on his ass on a kick return. Yeah, what a fall from grace. He had a a spectacular opening campaign. And was in that lighter weight, extremely maneuverable class of forward that you see, you know, guys now like like Crichton and Radley, Mm. like in in that that frame, Uh, and was a genuine fucking worry. Yeah. Every time he played them, or even yep. when he played for Queensland, that one year was it one year he was good, the second was, year he yeah. was shit. Yep, no, no. fuck him. <laughs> Matt said, "I knew Parra were going to open the floodgates down the left edge tonight, but I didn't expect it to be this easy. Don't think anyone did." That's the tweets. The uh, Sharks forty defeat the Titans <coughs> ten at Seabus. Uh, the uh, Sharks forty came through tries to uh, Hamlin, Ueli, Braley, Fafita, Britton, Nakora, Townsend. Hunt and Bryson Goodwin, six of seven conversions for Sean Johnson. Uh, the Titans, 10 came through tries to Corey Thompson and uh, Anthony Don. Ash Taylor, mm-hmm. one of two conversions. Sharks, 
If you look across the league and you want to talk about a most improved team week on week, I would say that the Sharks are taking that title since uh, resumption. Yeah. Just yeah, at that their, probably works. You know, at, at their week on week performances. Yeah. And right before we play them too, you fucking dodgy racist cunts. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's not so much a re- revenge game anymore. There's only like one person left. Yeah, it's walking. Wade Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like standing. Yeah. Like I mean, there's a couple left, but you know, standing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but that right side attack of theirs is starting to click. Yep. And it's starting to look very fucking dangerous and have an unearthly combination of size and speed. Yeah, for Fida, who, you know, somebody said something mean to him, I think, yep. in the sheds before the game, because he did that you know, for Fida. Hashtag, of course I'm mentally stable, where he scores a try and then just starts speaking. And he's not speaking to anyone. Yeah. He's not even speaking at anyone. No. And I don't think he's speaking about anything. It's just everyone that actually is in front of him, he needs them to know fuck them. Yeah, yeah. It, I thought it was just like he was just addressing the voices. <laughs> <laughs> and looking at this, the poor old luckless Titans, if they'd have just held out just before halftime and just yeah. after halftime, I think this is a very, very different story. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they opened themselves up going into the break and then immediately afterwards just took all the confidence that they had out of them. Oh, they, yeah, they just sent the game. It just, it just ended the game effectively. Yeah. And the Sharks, to their credit, were a much better team in the second half. The first half was exceptionally scrappy. Yep. Um, but the, the second half from Cronulla was a, uh, a vintage Sharks performance. And uh, Mr. Hectic... In the Facebook group said, those lovable rogues from the Shire taking it easy on the Titans in the first half, only to go in long dick style at the end. For Fida, Ueli, and Big Rolls, Royce Hunt showing us that the big man season is truly alive and well. And fucking talk about big man. How far from match fit do you think for Fida is? And I know he scored a try and carried 10 guys over the line, yada, yada, yada. But you play the Titans, come the fuck down. Yeah. How far from match fit is he? I think very far. He's big. Yeah. And he like is... He's big, for him. He's big for, by his standards. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, oof, fuck. And here's the shame. Is he in that English mould of imagine what you'd see out of him if he came back? Like, can you imagine if he came back from a preseason fucking ripped, like going through the transformation that... Like fucking, he had a Cassiano yeah. preseason. Yeah. yeah. Because now he's having a regular Cassiano season yeah, right now. Yeah. He looks like he's ate Cassiano. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I mean, we've we've seen him. Does he become the most damaging for feeder in the NRL? Well, remember, oh, fucking what we year was it? What was that year of the origin that we went to? Uh, the game one or whatever, and when, when Pierce and Maloney scored yeah. right in front of us yeah, in the first yeah, half. 17 or 18. Like, he was, I mean, that, he was, he, he was fucking unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. That's it. What a shame. Uh, Graham in the Facebook group said, is Dugan the dumbest cunt on the planet? Yes. Michael, really? After this weekend, you're going to ask that question? Michael says, (laughs) is Matt Moylan the youngest biscuit in the game? Yes. Yeah, and he's also like the premium biscuit in the game too. 
Oh, I never thought I'd never fucking realized just how many until someone, I mm. think it's in the mailbag, me threw the the that uh, pictogram in the in the the mailbag. Yeah, and it's like fucking like eighteen yeah. hamstrings in yeah. like four seasons yeah. or something. Like, it's a lot cooked. Yeah, fucking and cooked. It's like spread. Like it's not just like one leg. It's like it's a spread. It's a multiple. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I, you know, my impression is always, you know, like, oh, he's he's injured a lot. Yep. You know, he's always coming back from injury yep. or he's always getting injured. Mm-hmm. But I, I never thought, I'd, you know, until you, when you see it laid out that way, like, mm. it, it's fucking crazy. Well, on that note, Terry in the Facebook group said, Panthers still winning the trade long after Maloney has departed. So the legacy yep. of that trade is we had Maloney's wisdom guide the uh, Australian number seven to his rightful place. Tick tocking, just he's never played for ticking Australia, hose so. down. Well, he's current. <laughs> he will be the incumbent this year. Hashtag year of Cleary. Um, and Cronulla have some fucking busted hammies. What a trade! Yeah, cause, I mean, even as as amazing as uh, as Wade is, he I wasn't mean, part of that trade. So yeah, and he and he has trouble staying on the field too. Hmm. Uh, you done? That's it. 20, the Warriors 26 defeat the Broncos 16, the game of the round. Central Coast Stadium, Mamalo, a double. Ignatius Parsi, Wade Egan, Isaiah Papali'i with tries. Uh, Harris Tavita, three of five conversions. Broncos 16, a double to Xavier Coates. Herbie Farnworth with the other one. And Isako, two of three conversions. Talk about the Warriors in a sport where such a large percentage of a victory is mental. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we touch on this from time to time, that the good teams are the ones where the coaches know how to get them up. Yep. You're two-thirds of the way through a season, they're fucking sore, and you're asking them to go out and get their body bashed for another 80 minutes yeah. every week. And this Warriors team have been quarantined away from their family and friends, been given no indication on when that's going to be resolved. Like everywhere else in the country except Victoria, fuck you all, seems to be returning to some sort of normalcy. Yes. And they can't get, and New Zealand was, they they were pretty much Rona free. They were off lockdown before, before us. Yeah, before us. Well, yeah, yeah. So. even before even before like a, you know, like Western Australia and yeah, places that that's you know, got knocked on the head pretty quick in Australia. Yeah. Um, again, lost their coach. Yep. And have had three of their major players here through the grapevine that they don't have a job next year. Mm-hmm. Plus another three, you know, thinking, oh, we're going to go back home. That's it. Yeah. Their best players on the sideline. Yep. Every excuse under the sun to come into this game and roll over. Yep. You know, we've sort of been asking every week. And I mean, in the game itself, in the flow of the game, yeah. you know, they they got themselves back into it, fell back behind again. Yep. And so there's in in a back and forth sort of tussle. You think that all that yep. stuff you just mentioned lost the try to the uh, captain's challenge. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything there was every excuse. It's like everything you said. You think that that leads to like ultimate, you know, a great effort, but ultimately, you know, capitulating. Yeah. But no. The Broncos are that shit. <laughs> Jesus. But he, even when they had the rub of the green and they yeah. were in front now to an early yep. convincing lead, yeah. even that wasn't enough to get them up for it. No. You know? uh, Mamalo in this one was absolutely massive. If you're picking a team and you're starting with wingers, he has to be your first pick at the moment. Who's a better winger at the moment? 
I don't know, but I mean, oh, he's look, been pretty. Qu- he's been pretty quiet though. I mean, I know this was a bust out game for him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, but it's only like literally just this- based on this round. Like, and yeah, I know well, Sivo yeah, scored four. Yeah, yeah. I think so. You know, obviously. I know Sivo scored four. Yeah, but I'm talking about the impact on his team and doing everything. Yeah, from the hard yards right up to big fucking runs in the middle, right up to scoring tries. Yeah, if you were literally only picking yeah. based on this week. Yeah, if you had to pick yeah. a team of the round, he'd be your first pick as a winger. Yeah, I think you'd still pick Sivo first, to be honest. Yeah, really? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Four tries. Come on, Mate, man. Yeah. <laughs> against that Cowboy side that it absolutely Oh, yeah, against two tries against that Bronco side. What's your point? <laughs> because he was dealing with all of the shit that we said they're dealing with. Yeah. All the mental stuff. Anyway. Um <laughs> Looking at, at the Broncos, the more concerning thing for them was that they they created their one try, and I know that all tries are worth exactly the same amount of points. Their other one was an intercept. Yep. And the other one was off the back of a bomb that in any other situation with any other team and probably any other time against the Warriors, yeah. someone at least tries to contest that bomb, Yeah. which means that you get a set early out. You don't just yep. stroll through for a try. Um Things like Egan's try really typify that Warriors performance. It was just nothing but guts. Then on the other side of things, you got Croft doing crofty things, like deciding to try and run the ball on the last. Yeah. And then just dropping it stone cold on the 40. It's just... Yeah. Look, that's... And, and for him, I mean, that's, that's a symptom of being a young guy trying to make shit happen. Yeah. I get it. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's not helpful. I mean, and he was... a. He was having a, having a few tears after the game, and uh, reports through the week that the Broncos actually had had their first training session in secret at a location that's not, you know, Red Hill. So the media would just like there was no one there. Yeah, and and uh, and apparently Croft got up and you know addressed the players and, and and sort of you know put his hand up and said, look, you know, I'm I'm ready to do this next week. Are you cunt? Well, that's good. We'll see. We'll see. Let's face it. I mean, the Broncos have had a pretty fucking sweet draw. Yeah. And still lost them all. Yeah. yeah pretty sweet. Mm. Uh, Nigel in the Facebook group says, Twill Nation, is there a club with three worse contracts on their books than the Broncos? And this is what piled it up before. Jack Bird, 900K. Darius Boyd, 800K. Anthony Milford, 1 million. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It is. And that one... You know, take- Very few clubs that would have those kind of deals on their roster anyway, like so many of them. But if they did, they're certainly the production. I mean, Jack Bird, they've got fucking like, what, about four games out of two years? If that. If that. If that. And yeah. it's fat Jack Bird, not good Jack Bird. Yeah, exactly. Not, I'm not saying great performances, yeah. just like performances. Uh, and yeah, Milford's offered them absolutely fucking nothing except maybe, you know, maybe glimpses in 2016 after a good 2015. Yep. Uh, who was the other one they said? Boyd. Yep. <laughs> oh, fucking yeah, please. Yeah. Although, oh. look, I'm going to say, we we like to have our fun with old fluffy Darius Boyd, but he's not even close to the fucking biggest problem. I mean, yeah. Maybe internally he's a problem because he's getting so much money and they see, and, you know, players see his contract as something that's an obstruction to them getting talent into whatever. Yep. But actually, like, defensively, yeah. Statistically, he's actually he's yeah. actually been very good. That's it. He doesn't offer a hell of a lot of attack, but what he does offer in attack, you can see he's actually like trying to do. Yeah. he's actually putting yeah. effort in. That's it. And you know, it's not really coming off, but mm. 
but fuck, he's by far he's I mean he's traditionally the great whipping boy for the Broncos. Yes. But he is by far the worst defender at the moment. Hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh at not LVO five on Twitter said, Oh my fucking god, I feel like Cartman in that episode of South Park where he broke his funny fuse. Ha 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 ha. Uh at unnamed account. There are three things I love in this world. Warriors winning, the Broncos losing, and my nose bleeding from too much Colombian disco dusk. Get me some fucking tissues because I'm going for the hat trick tonight. <laughs> so that redacting that name obviously was your, your decision. Yes. <laughs> you want know who that was. And uh, at the bunk 2099 said, I hope there are no sharp objects in the Broncos coaching box. Fuck that guy. There's no sharp minds, let me tell you. <laughs> Fuck that guy. The Panthers 19 defeated the Tigers 12 at Bankwest. Uh, the Panthers 19 came from a double to Stephen Crichton. Uh, Dylan Edwards with a try. Uh, Cleary three conversions and a field goal. The Tigers tries to Matt Eisenhuth and uh, Tommy Talau. Uh, Dewey with uh, a conversion and a penalty goal. This was actually a pretty good game. It was. And it was a pretty fun game to watch. And the reason why I liked it is because there's actually like now there's genuine spite, yeah, and niggle like con- like and and, it's, and it wasn't like built up in the context of a game, yeah. It was there like they they were they were fucking they were trying it on each other, yeah, from the start, yeah. And that's good, and it, because like I think of Penrith and even West Tigers for that matter, I think there's no real proper like legit like well, hateful exactly. hateful shit. It's because Penrith have always just been those good knock around blokes. And West Tigers have just been perennial fucking losers that aren't a threat to anyone. You know, the the only rivalry they have, and it's getting a little bit like this at the moment, is I'll tell the story again. I do some business with an ex Raiders player. Yep. From uh, the '89 Grand Final. Yep. And he says he can always spot a Balmain fan at a function because they'll see him. And they'll start they'll recognize him <laughs> and they'll beeline at him yeah. and start going off about that grand final <laughs> like from five meters away. Yeah. And he says it's a bit sad because I actually don't mind the Tigers. I've got nothing against them <laughs> at all. Well, I mean, you know, they were they were participants in one of the best days of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, Tigers, it's like that with Penrith at the moment. Yeah. We, we know that you need to hate and you need to have because we know it hurts that you had Ivan and then you had Nathan and it was suck my dick Penrith. Bus, coach. bus, bus. Now we're going to get this. The wheels on the bus. And you had nothing. And you've ended up with Josh Reynolds and the guy that was a good coach in 2014. And don't forget Robbie back as well. They, had, they, had, they, had, they brought him back in the fold. First of all, suck my dick from the back. <laughs> On a serious note, the Penrith boys are starting to look a little bit fatigued. You know, They're, they're going into games wanting the same intensity, I feel. Uh, the way Kikau came out and started that game, was a real fucking statement and fantastic. Then after the early success they had, it it fizzled out a little bit and it, it looked like the intent was there and they knew knew what they wanted to achieve, but execution was a factor. 
that let them down. What I'd wanted to see out of that side is after those early points is to put another one, maybe two on in fairly quick succession and really then just settle into controlling the tempo of the game. Um, thing is, I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they've got that ability at the moment. Like every fucking other aspect of the game, yep, they're going great. Yep, but attack, yeah, it's just, it's just not happening. And I mean, for the most part, they're scoring enough. Yep, but that's basically the best. That's scenario. exactly what I'm saying. They're scoring enough. Yeah, but then you get it against teams that are actually like you know the better teams, like the Eels, for example. The amount that they're allowed to score. Is you know, it's not enough, you know. Yeah, look, that like, Eels, like the Tigers. I mean, that Eels one we know there was that 10, 15 minute period where Wong and Blake bent Crichton over. Yeah, as as a young fucking centre. Fair enough. I'm I'm not sure attack is the problem because if you look at across the league, there are obviously some outliers. You know, in in terms of that, and by that I mean people that have played Brisbane. <laughs> but our points differential is 52. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, that's right? that you know, half of that comes from you know, you talk about playing Brisbane, you played the Warriors when they were at their the loss. Yeah, that was, that's but then also, get. again, just for context, right? The Storm in third, therefore, and against is 67. Mm. You know, so it's not a world away. Uh, the Knights in fourth, 51. Yeah. Then, then you get the Roosters that are at 130. Yeah, but I mean the Roosters. Um, the Roosters did have like 60 on 60, a 60 bump on one game. Yeah, yeah. The two weeks in a row. Yeah, you had 40. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but our for and against isn't terrible in the context of the rest of the league. I think it's just around us with the amount of ball that we're getting ourselves, yeah. our productivity rate isn't good enough. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm so saying. So that's, that's what gives you that impression that it looks like they're doing nothing. In effect, they're scoring at, at probably a regular rate. It's taken them too long to do so. The positive out of that, though, is that our goal line defense still stands solid. Uh, but ill-discipline started to get us in this one. We just gave yeah. them way too many set restarts, let them get roll-ons, and that led them back in. Um, you know, the Edwards era. Like I, I love Dylan Edwards, but he does have a dropsy in him. And the Tigers were good enough to actually take advantage of that. The other one I want to call out is Naden, who's come in and is, you know, he's not breaking records. He's not a superstar. No one's doing that thing where they go, oh, he's on the origin fucking radar now yep, because he yep. is. But he put in equally serviceable performances on the left wing and then at right center. Yep. You know, two weeks in a row. So yeah, you know, that is absolutely fucking priceless. Looking across it, I'm not sure what role Luke Brooks is supposed to be playing for that team. He, you know, obviously, he, he, well, they you know need what role he's supposed to be playing. I know yeah. what role he's supposed yeah. to be playing. But it doesn't look like the rest of the team are behind him. You know how you look at Penrith this year and you're okay, that's obviously Nathan's team. Yeah. I don't get that impression from the Tigers. I get that there's a bunch of different areas that something could be generated by. Yeah, it's because it's Harry Grant's team. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is. That's it. Um, but then this thing all goes to shit. When fucking glass jaw Lua decides to lay down, 
Yeah, who, and look, there was nothing in that. That was just, he was know, just bad luck. by the softest forearm in rugby league. Yeah. And that's when fucking brain snap cunt face decides well, to he can. Up. Yeah, but this is the thing. He That's what he blames it on. But it wasn't that. It wasn't like the ruck after or anything like that. No, and it wasn't it even was a play that was involved. Yeah, and- like, Appy hit him. Like, honestly, the- the talking about BJ, that fucking like like that was an old fashioned clothesline, way off the ball on a player who was not not, not involved not in the involved play. in the play whatsoever. Yeah. He was past the play. So you when when you take all of those factors into consideration, I mean it's like one of the worst fucking things we've seen in a yeah. long time. Yeah, like not like for straight up like straight up dog shot. Yeah, fuck you, Cleaver. Like you don't see like clotheslines. Yeah, you don't on people with the ball. These days, really. Like, Mark Guy used to do that to people mm. when he was, inverted commas, tackling them. Yeah. And even then you look at that and you go, oh, yeah. fuck, that's not on. I mean, there's like nothing gets to me, do though, with the- is he, It goes to the mindset of the guy. I can understand vengeance for those you care about. If somebody went after and did something to a member of my family or a close friend yeah. or you know anything anyone that I, I have some remote attachment to. Yeah. You know, I would be 100% committed to, at the very least, you know, um, retribution. Yeah. I get that. But when you and your little brother are playing a professional contact sport in which part of that involves somebody going from a standing up position to being on the ground, so lowering your fucking head, and yep. then in that time, other people putting their body towards you. Yeah. For him to cop an arm on the way down, and for that to be the catalyst for you getting all fucking, on oh, protective big brother, you hurt my little brother, fucking wah, 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 wah. But I mean, in rugby league, you actually have the avenues for reply. Yeah. Legally. Yeah. Put a shot on the fucking guy next time he's mm-hmm. rucking the ball up. Yep. It's yep. really, it's, it's, and it's it, not like the fucking half uh, um, hooker fails to have the ball in his hand from time don't to time. Fuck off over the other side of the field and coat hang a fucking Alfred E. Newman when he's fucking. <laughs> 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 he's trying to tell you about the latest folding. Um, but fuck me, you want to talk about the biggest clutch in the league? Scores tied, game winding down, fucking TikTok dance, TikTok. <laughs> fuck you, Tigers. Fuck you, Pasco. But I like the fact that now that hopefully like this and then Ivan like you know you know interacting with the fan, yep, like that sort of thing, really winds up the fucking Tigers fans, and so yeah, it's actually cre- yeah. it actually creates an interesting rivalry now yes. because I mean there's always there's been a manufactured rivalry for ages just on account of the Western you know Western Sydney this and that yeah but now yeah they're dirty like now it's actually now it's actually proper we actually signed ivan um after their contract expired so we signed him for after he was free to work there they actually decided to ask him to leave so uh he got to come to us early which is great helped us out a lot thank you tigers fans in fact uh we're um, grateful and, pa- and pasco yeah uh, everybody great work that's it that's <laughs> it uh zoran in the facebook group said bj what a clown didn't he carry on and say that if he plays then he should get paid in full before the restart. I assume that means he'll have no issues when the Tigers don't pay him while he sits on the sidelines. Very good. How much did he end up getting? Four weeks. Yeah. See, that's fucking like, I feel hey. like that's low. Yeah. Especially with someone that's got 
yeah. The fact that the, the fact that like Edward wasn't it wasn't hard or anything. That's no. you know what I mean. Like he didn't he didn't actually injure him. I mean, I th- and and I know that injury and like the severity like that yeah. sort of thing doesn't really come into yeah. But again, if, if Edwards had to be out for six weeks with a broken jaw, yeah, you'd want them to. He you want yeah. You want him on eight. He, yeah. Well, you know it's a good old fashioned ten, really. Yeah. True. Um, for the fact he did it the same way he does most things on the field, fucking lazy. <laughs> Didn't do it properly. Yeah, that's it. Uh, well, Aaron in the Facebook group said, well done to the Panthers. They were the better team over 80 minutes. Um, I think you misspelled ever and deserve the win. <laughs> With that early Panthers try, I expected the Tigers to put their heads down and get 50 points put on them. I was happy to see the guys stand up and hold their own for most of the game. The Tigers have come a long way, but we're still a long way to go. Panthers have raw talent and power. The only thing they lack is discipline on and off the field. Players know that if they fuck up under Bellamy, Arthur, or Robinson, they will get their asses kicked. I would hope to think that Madge will tear strips off some of the Tigers players that acted like fuckwits during the game. The coach says the example. So when you see Ivan carrying on like a fuckwit blowing kisses, you can see where the team's lack of maturity comes from. I think oh, that shows... Oh, shit. Yes. First. Um, I think that shows that, first of all, you can also suck my dick from the back. <laughs> uh, however, what Ivan did showed incredible maturity because nothing gets an immature fuckhead more riled up than somebody laughing and taking the piss yep. when he's all angry and hot under the collar and yep. feels hardly done by him. I was on the bus. Yep. I was on the bus. <laughs> you missed my stop. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm saying that, I realise it's like a cross between seven and speed. <laughs> What's in the bus? What's in the bus? Um, but to, to blow them little kisses and wave at them and point to the scoreboard and be all fucking happy-go-lucky, I think that was incredibly uh, fortunate. And the one flaw to your logic there is you're talking about coaches who have drilled into their players enough fear so that they don't fuck up. And what you're hoping for out of your own side is that uh, after being complete fuckheads, that they get strips torn off them. So discipline, if anyone lacks some discipline, it was the uh, the Mr. I'll avenge my little brother for having a glass jaw. Greg in the Facebook group said, BJ and Noffa are lippy cunts considering they open up wide enough to fit this guy's cock between the two of them multiple times a game. <laughs> to which underneath he put a photo of everybody's favourite COVID crisis meme, <laughs> Mr. Big Black Dick sitting on the bed. <laughs> Barry, is that his name? Uh, yeah, yeah, Wood. And fucking wasn't Noffa lippy in this game. Chirping at everyone because he logs on the Twitter and sees the Tigers fan saying he's the top five winger in the game Jesus Christ and then after it gives an interview where he says that oh he, he's always heard that he's everyone's that they're everyone's second team what's your fucking sample size three people on Twitter yeah who even have second teams yeah and fuck everything Jesus Christ um so can Don't we all- second teams Tigers fans have second teams because I need someone to fucking yeah. follow in the finals yeah to make them you know interesting for them exactly so what he's done is run into Tigers fans at finals games in the crowd and they're wearing other people's jerseys and they say they're a fan of the Tigers. He assumes that means as well as the team they're supporting that day. Yes, correct. Um, and can we just all point out what's happened now when Noffa didn't play against a piece of shit team, uh, how close he got to you know the, the top of the try scorers list? Yes. How many did he add to his tally? 
Fucking none. Zip. Let's stop this shit country now about him ever putting on a sky blue jersey. It's done. You yep. don't get to play New South Wales versus Canterbury Bankstown in State of Origin. And Fuck out of here. It would absolutely kill all of the joy in State of Origin yeah. for me. Yeah. If they were sink so low. Yep. Exactly. Graham said, it is the yearie. Fat Harry Lazy said, Ivan Cleary winding up Tigers fans is what I'm here for. Hashtag Yearie of Cleary. Stuart Marler said, Tonight, the role of Russell Packer will be played by Joey Lelua. <laughs> <laughs> Matt from Facebook said, Marshall dropped for poor defense. Reynolds, 12 tackles, 7 misses. It's a fucking damning stat. Uh, Chucky on Twitter said, BJ slash Joey, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself, Lelua, go crawl under a rock and stop purposely putting your team in difficult situations. Raiders Canberra, we will pay you to take him back. Mm, nasty. And, uh, oh, long time no here. At MJ Eagle 23 on Twitter, Mo, Mo said, so in the end, it's more the Panthers jungle than the Tigers jungle. Fucking oath it is. That's it. The Mighty Manly Seagulls 12 defeat the Newcastle Knights 14 at Brookie. Uh, Manly's tries, uh, try to Daly Cherry Evans, Cade Cust. And two of two conversions to Ruben Garrick. Uh, the Knights 14 came from tries to McCulloch and Kirk Mann. Ponga two conversions and a penalty goal. I think this, the the Knights absolutely exposed in this game as absolute fucking pretenders of the game. Now, I mean, obviously Manly are working through a rebuilding period at the moment in terms of this is the second week of their preseason of learning to play with one quarter of their spine and uh, three quarters of new uh, inductees into said spine. And uh, so, and based on last week, week on week, if you look at like, if you chart like a, a player's progress on a, on a, on a graph, Ruben Garrick at this current rate will be the best fullback in the history of rugby league. <laughs> by the time this, by the time his position of fullback ends this season, based on last week versus this week, um, he was called on to do a lot of defence. Uh, he was, and, you know, they bombed the fuck out of him all game, and he was absolutely flawless. Uh, you know, he still has to work on what he's going to do in terms of t- chiming into attack, and that sort of thing takes time. But for holy fuck, like I was, I thought Desi might have been playing some games, and maybe he'd go, well, uh, well gee, last week was fucked. Let's put uh, Elliot back there. And so when he actually had Garrick there an hour out from the game, I thought, oh fucking, here we go. But he was actually amazing. Like he didn't didn't set a foot wrong. Um, yeah, the attack is going to obviously take a little bit of time, especially given they've lost, you know, out on the left, which is probably the most, without looking at the stats, probably their most prolific scoring area Mm -hmm. and losing two links out of there is, uh, is tough. Yeah. But, um, Croker, Lachlan Croker, I swear to God, like outside of fucking games versus Canberra, because he's a Canberra guy, like, and outside of revenge games, he's fucking useless. Um, Cade Custer, he's, he had a lot more time there in the second half and he looked actually pretty good. Uh, will they start with him this week? Oh, I don't know. I don't think they will because I think, I think Desi just like had, uh, Croker do a lot of work in the middle and, you know, dummy half and things like that. And so I just think he just let Cust on, you know, in, in more of an organizing role just to, just to give him a bit of a break. And given that Dylan Walker will be back next week, I don't think he's going to be too bothered about you know, fucking around too much with, um, you know, trying to build a combination there that doesn't, it isn't going to be necessary. Um, the Knights, like the, the Knights, their big narrative from this game is, oh my God, we defended so amazingly well. 
Yeah, not really. I mean, like through the through the forces of the rugby league gods, there are about what three tries disallowed. Ponga was fucking exposed. As how many times that it was just the a fractional fucking yeah. touch here and there yep. that stopped him having tries scored on him, like the way that Tommy fucking uh, manhandled him in State of Origin last year. Um, it's sheer luck, and I mean even even Garrick on that kick return where he just fucking trucked. <laughs> truck ponger and sat him yeah. on his ass it was hilarious bradman best didn't hear his name called all day so i mean that hype machine was derailed as well the only time i heard his name called is when he fucking pushed over to vita funa <laughs> at the end which i uh, should have conceded not a penalty try never a fucking zero chance of a try but obviously should have been a penalty there and you know would garrick have kicked it yeah, yeah probably not but <laughs> yeah he should have been given the opportunity to do so yep. um but so overall, like, I was very, very happy with the defense. Um, the, the attack obviously needs work. The Cherry Evans actually, despite being off the field for 10 minutes, he actually stepped up and, um, and, and was actually great. And I mean, the try he put on was, uh, for, you know, for himself was great. And the one he laid on for Cuss was good as well. Uh, far more involved as he needs to be, which was, all, which was very pleasing. The Knights, man, I don't, not, I don't know about the Knights, hey? I mean, they, their defense. I mean, their defense was okay against the team that doesn't have like there was no fluidity in the attack. Like the players, they were getting in each other's way and they weren't running on to stuff. Like it was, you know, there mm. wasn't a lot of attack thrown at them. But despite that, they only, you know, they only won by virtue of a lot of disallowed tries against them, and they were terrible in the second half. But their attack, I mean, they scored a try against a team a man down mm-hmm. through a sin binning, and their other try, dead set. I swear, if that had been fucking manly, it 100% would have been no try. I mean, the way they changed the rule that you can't you know, tip the ball over a dude to and then regather it to score for yourself. That's always been about intent. Yeah, no, but he, you, he, there's no fucking way that Kurt Mann had any intent of catching the ball. Zero. What do you mean? You know, because you know what? Intent. He was in the trial line unmarked. No, unless you were Julio Jones no, what, what or fucking Odell is, Beckham Jr., what, no one jumps up to take a bomb with one hand. Nobody. And he jumped up one-handed, not two-handed. He jumped up one-handed, hit the ball forward, and then went and, then went and fucking caught it. Nobody, I mean, if you want to bring intent into it, unless you're, unless you're Odell Beckham Jr., no one's jumping up to catch a ball that's sailing yeah. from, from a kick or a quarterback to catch it over their head one-handed. It's just, it's just not the fucking case. So, um lucky oh. fucking escape night lucky escape nights and honestly they need to get like for, for them too it was a big improvement from the week before where they got absolutely fucking raped but man if that's the performance that they want to get excited about and if that's what they, if that's what they feel their peak is at yeah i would expect a uh start sinking in august fellas mm. very fucking quiet from manly fans in the tweets or ran and fucking hid um, at Benny Blanco on Twitter said AFB clearly doesn't listen to the pod otherwise he would have known the correct word to use yes he would have exactly go and rewind if you want to hear why fornicating frittata <laughs> Jared Maxwell uh, at B.43 on Twitter said DCE and AFB losing their shit after getting beaten is my drug. DCE didn't lose his shit though. He was actually, I was actually impressed at how, how well he kept it together. Fuck off. He, he was got, extremely he calm. Would, no, take your manly fucking cunt colored glasses off for a second. 
look at the game tape. I did. He was fucking I fine. I watched it. He was very fucking diplomatic. I watched it. Yeah. And through both lenses of fucking deviancy and then via and through my refractory period, <laughs> he was fucking rattled. No. More so fuck off he wasn't. I Go can't, watch it again. I, I, oh. Oh, oh, this happened. And oh, oh, well, if we weren't manly, and this, is a, and this is the second time it's happened. Fuck off. You know what? Don't fucking grab cunt's arms, you cheating cunt. Well, this is the thing. That's why. That's actually why that should have one hundred percent been a penalty. Because if you're going to fucking, um, if you're going to fucking penal a sin bin DCE mm. for wiping a booger on some fucking retard as he runs through, and also when he got to the ball for the try line, it was so far over his head, reaching out with one hand. It was. He was never going to even no, take possession. Which is why shouldn't have had a penalty try. Yeah, well, they didn't have a penalty try. I mean, no, I'm talking about the, the kick through for whoever it was that fucking went through for the yeah, Knights. That's why they didn't but, give him a penalty try. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's what they like, a professional foul. Yeah. And so when you, that's when what I'm saying. He should have let him, like, he should, DC should have let him through. Back to the point. Rather than wiping his booger down on his yes, arm. Yes, he should have. When your captain's doing dumb, grubby shit like that, yeah. you deserve everything you get, especially when it's him. Um, at Deformo96 said, Eat a dick, manly. Suck it up. The best team won on the day. What a defensive effort. Million times better than last week. Go you fucking knights! And yeah, one thing he said in that thing was correct. It just sums it up. You're exactly right. You, you know the knights, and it is their right at the moment. They're happy from their point of view because if I got ass raped by the cowboys, then I'd be you, happy with that performance. You'd want to, yeah, you'd want to see something. Yeah. Um, and at more so on Twitter said, I'll ask this to Jay. Is this game proof pencil neck DCE is a myth? Just provides nothing at all. That is correct. However, we don't want to say that too loudly because he will be the Queensland half for another fucking seven years at least. And it's an... Who is, who is that comment from? At Morso. M-A-W-S-O. Fucking Shane, mate. Dead set. Uh, and watch it, it watch means, a fucking game once in a while. It means... He was actually the dominant player on the field. That when he's picked for Queensland, it's one step towards fucking three nils for New South Wales. Anytime he steps onto an origin field. So, answer your question is yes, but shh. That's it. That's I, nev- it. I never want to hear anyone go, oh, you didn't even watch the game. See, oh, how's this? Fucking, we've got like OG Manly fans coming out of the woodwork to tweet at us about Penrith games because they're so fucking entertaining. Who? Mo. But they're all fucking quiet for the Manly game. Where's your fucking minerals, Manly fans? It's because Where are they were trying fucking because, minerals. It's because they were trying to uh trying to uh figure out the politically correct way to address the the fuckery that uh occurred throughout Nasty. the game. Because they don't have the balls to just straight up call people fucking frittatas and retards and all that shit. That's it. So Was that it for tweets? The Rabbits, twenty six, defeated the Bulldogs ten at Bankwest again. Um the Rabbitos tries two. Alex Johnson, Jaden Suar, Cody Walker, and Dane Gagai, four conversions and a penalty goal for uh, Reynolds. The Doggies tries to Montoya and uh, Raymond Fatala Mariner, meaning one of two conversions. Rough one, Doggies. In this one for longer than the final score presents, which gives me hope that you can fulfill your destiny this week. That's, that's the main thing I want to take from this. And I mean... I don't really have a, I don't have a lot to say about this game at all, but honestly, it was it was it was really just what this game potentially meant for next week. <laughs> yeah, true. I re- 
and looking at it, it, it's another example like you were saying before. If, yeah. If you had to have picked which team would have done the best out of this six again thing. Yeah. One of them was Canberra, the other one was Souths. Well, I mean, and, yeah, I mean, they got all beach sprinty McSprintatron. Yeah. Yeah. And Souths have just been in a fucking slump. And I think it's, I think it's their forwards not keeping up with the additional pace of the game. And I think it's the rise of the smaller, more mobile forward that's hurting them as well. In a situation where they should be fucking way up there because their forwards aren't unfit. They don't have those big lumbering Aaron Woods style. Burgesses. <laughs> well, you know, even even yeah. Burgess yeah. Is, a, is a great proponent of take the collision, Get down on your front quickly. Well, they're almost like don't take, don't take, don't take, don't don't take the collision. Yeah. Face plant. Yeah, spring up. Yeah, that's it. So, I just really just. I mean, South have got they've got problems all over the all over the place that you know manifest you know some weeks and not others, and obviously you know the biggest one being you know Latrell and yep. you know all that sort of thing. But it's just I, I don't know whether it's directive from Wayne or what it is, but. Cook is just like Cook is playing at the at the at the level that I, and involved at the level where I'm just like, man, like I don't even know if I don't even know if I got you in my Origin team anymore, yeah. man. Like the and on, I loved that. The guy, only possible you know, savior to that is who do you put in there before him? Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, it's that's the reason that he's still playing is because yeah. no one stuck their hand up. Yeah. Yeah, well, the alternatives are probably yeah, yeah not not good at all. Mm. I can't even fucking think of anyone I'd propose. Yeah. So, but still, um, he needs to get some. He needs to get something going. Yeah, hundred percent. And and for that much strike power out wide, for them to to really struggle to put points on against a team like that. Yep. Uh, when other top sides are just putting double digits on them almost instantly, is a big concern for them um troy in the facebook group said fuck both clubs it's funny how people pointed out clary's fucked up head last week for cellulitis but these fucking derp south fans have been getting around looking like that their whole lives (laughs) uh at terry in the facebook group said the dogs have to break the bank to get bellamy the power of Fanukin's run to get the penalty after 84 minutes is amazing fitness and motivation and i agree that does seem to be what the dogs are lacking, but you know it's it's it seems clear to me that it's a talent vacuum at the dogs. I mean, the the, the intent and everything is definitely there. I mean, like Pay's obviously getting them up for the games. Yeah, because they're putting in. But what better person is there than Bellamy? Well, to yeah, get I mean, obviously Bellamy's the an upgrade of talent. Yeah, that are that are there, but somehow being untapped. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, at JSJ Hogan on Twitter said, another week, another loss. The boys are trying their hearts out. You can see it in the last try South scored. A runaway intercept down by 10, but there were five Bulldogs players who were chasing hard despite knowing it was all in vain. That shows heart. That's very true. And last word on this one goes to long-suffering fan at GT351 underscore Johns. Scoreline doesn't reflect the game. Dogs better than 16-point losers here. We gifted most of South's points. Oh, well, Broncos looking forward to next week. We will play those fools into a win on the back of our errors. Oh, well, it is what it is. Jesus Christ, son. Fucking look up. I want to hang myself up.
previews coming up for was it round nine? Uh, the Cowboys versus the Roosters on Thursday night up there at uh, at the Bedpan. Uh, the Cowboys have some changes this week uh, with uh, well, actually these these teams that I've got in front of me now, it's been uh, actually superseded because I know Valentine Holmes was moving to the wing. Mm. Uh, so was going to maintain the, the fullback position, but I think Holmes has dropped out of the side now mm. through injury or you know fractured vagina or whatever it might be. Um, Justin O'Neill's injured. Uh, Opechek's been admitted, and um, that gives us uh, Lemuelu and uh, Sian Masters in the uh, centres. Yep. Tom Gilbert returns from suspension and replaces Ruben Cotter on interchange. The Roosters got some decent injuries there. Hey, they've got. Um, Daniel Tupo uh, with his ankle injury. Um, Boyd Cordner's concussion, they're out. Uh, Ryan Hall comes back on the wing. Orbison goes to the second row. And uh, on the bench, they have Lachlan Lamb and uh, Ikevalu and Hutchinson added to the reserves. Despite all of that, despite the injuries, you still look at the side that the Roosters can trot out there. And yeah, yeah. based on what the Cowboys have showed us, I think the Roosters have got them well and truly covered. That's it. Titans versus Warriors. And uh, Seabus. The good old-fashioned uh, Hyper Bowl slash Spoonapalooza, part one this weekend. Uh, Corey Thompson to fullback. Tyron Roberts drops back to reserves. Uh, Tremaine Spry makes his debut on the wing. We've got um, Firmwell moves to the centre. Sam Stone, second row. Aaron Clark replaces Mitch Rain and Hooker. The Warriors. Okay, so RTS is back. Hiku goes to centre. Beal to the reserves. Uh, Channel Harris to Vita's 5'8 with Nick Arima out of the side. Jash Tavanga returns from injury, and Carl Lawton is lock, and uh, Tohu Harris goes to second row. Honestly, I don't know who wins. Mm. Both of these sides are not very good, but have the ability to play with a spirit that carries them to victory. Yes. You just can't predict it, though, when that week is. This would have to be a game that the Titans see as you know, very winnable. The Warriors will be buoyed from the win over over the Broncos last week, but was that their mid-season grand final? Too? Yeah, that's it. And you know, if one thing the Warriors haven't done this year is put it together back to back. Yeah, it's a really hard one to pick. Hey, mm, it is. I don't. I don't remember. Fuck it. I'm sentimental. Go the Warriors. All right. The Roosters. Sorry, the Roosters. Fucking the Rabbitohs take on the West Tigers. Bankwest. The uh, the Rabbits. Uh, lost Braden Burns with that fucked up injury. Mm. I hate, it's what it's, it's. I hate seeing those sorts of injuries, but like, just, it's just fascinating to look at legs bending Ooh, the wrong way and shit. Nah. You know. Um, so uh, Bailey Siren and uh, uh, replaces on the bench. The Tigers. Cheekham is replacing BJ Leilua in the centres. Chris Lawrence joins the bench, and apparently, there's there's chat that maybe Chris Lawrence may maybe in three. Yeah, uh, in his day, great, great. His day was a long time ago. Yes, I don't know how he can move, how much sort of lateral movement he has in him. And you know, if you've got guys like AJ and James Roberts and people like that coming at you, yeah, yeah it might be killer. Yep. But, but having the, said that, the Tigers stood up. Yep. Um. The intensity that they played with patches in that game last week was impressive. Fuck. I just think the loss of personnel hurts them too much. It's just really hard to pick South, though, too, because like the Warriors in the previous game, 
if the rabbits aren't really putting it together week in, week out either. Yeah, correct. Um, but still, fuck Justin Pascoe, so Souths. <laughs> the Sharks take on the Panthers. Wade Graham revenge match. Yes. So Moylan is out. Yes. Dugan will play fullback. Mm-hmm. Bryson Goodman moves to centre. Mm-hmm. Mulatalo returns to the wing from injury. Yep. And uh, Fafida and Hamill and Uwelli keep doing the switch and switch that they've been doing. The Panthers. Toto is out for, what was he talking about? Two months? Yeah. At least. It's fucking, fucking bad one. Time. Yep. Uh, Fare returns. And uh, Naden out to the wing. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no reason why. I don't think the Panthers will win this game comfortably, to be honest. Should, I don't rate the Sharks at all. Should do. Um, the the fact is are that the Sharks always seem to get up for Penrith. And, and they're coming in to a form patch. You know, they're, they're really starting to get their forwards working together. Like I said, their right end uh, attack is fucking brutal at the moment. And it's not a bad thing to to when you have your fullback go down to have an ex-representative fullback just ready to slot in yeah. uh, from elsewhere in the team. So uh, it would be another tough one for Penrith who have, you know, the, obviously the toughest draw of any team in the competition this year. Uh, but hashtag Yuri of Cleary. I think the Panthers will sail through this one. The Broncos take on the Bulldogs. Part two of the good old-fashioned Hyper Bowl. It's funny how these what these line up on the weekend, and potentially if the Doggies can get the win here, potentially the Brisbane Broncos will be sitting stone motherless last. Yes. Depending on the result of the Titans-Warriors game. Yes. Pangai Jr. moves to prop. Flegler's benched. Oates in the second row. Katoni Staggs as a reserve. Jesus Which it Christ. seems at odds. There were so many whispers coming out of the Broncos that, you know, Oates was getting dropped and, and Darius was getting dropped and fucking, you know, Staggs was coming back in the centers. You know, in, uh, it's strange. The, the, for all this talk of action, they are minor, ineffectual, you know, moves. Yeah. Change. The Doggies. Luke Thompson debuts at lock, replacing Adam Elliott. And isn't that a luxury for a team that we just mentioned has a, a massive sort of talent drought? Yeah. To be able to bring in you know, a, a heralded player after his two-week uh, COVID quarantine <laughs> to replace uh, Big Dick Elliott. <laughs> Look, I'm tipping the doggies. I am balls deep in the doggies yep. in, in this game. Yep. If they don't win, my weekend is fucking ruined. Hashtag we are all GT351 underscore Johns. <laughs> yeah. But bust out the Uzo, throw a fucking lamb on the spit. <laughs> we are all GT Johns <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> the uh, Canberra Raiders take on the Melbourne Storm down in uh, Canberra. Uh, what do we got here? Ciasoli. Oh, we didn't talk about that. That's a fucked up fracture. That's 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 quite, that's a daunting X-ray to look at. Yeah, because you're like, wow. Like his his head could have come man, apart. Like, man, that had a flipped off head. A like bigger a fracture in it than my marriage did. <laughs> I was gonna say he's like skull X-ray looked like Terrence and Philip. <laughs> like like his skeleton looks shocked. <laughs> yeah, go and look at the fucking X-ray. Yeah, that's it, fucking <sighs> terrible. And that could bring an end to his career with the Raiders I mean fucking how long do you cut I mean those facial fracture things take a long time to be sure you know if you look at and especially for the thing that got because I said gee it was done mm. that way if you believe the reports out of Penrith it was because he couldn't eat oh, okay because of all you know pain and complications yeah. and yeah. infections and, and all of that stuff and he just lost 
so much weight oh, okay. and then the work getting back to game size, getting pounded while you're there, then having doctors remind you every week that it's now a weak part yep. of your body. Yep. So try and avoid contact if you can. Yep. Um, they're not fucking good for a forward. That's rough. So they're going to have Dynamis Louis start, uh, starting with Joshua Parley up front. Uh, Kyle O'Donnell makes his NRL debut from the interchange. Tarpanay back in at lock. And uh, Rapina replaces Curtis Scott on the bench. And uh, Curtis Scott then pushed out of the 17. Mm. Uh, the Storm, also not without trouble. Uh, Suli, he's uh, out with a hamstring injury. Replaced by Sevy on the wing. Riley Jacks is 5'8". And uh, Cameron Smith will be uh, switching back to hooker. And Brandon Smith to the interchange. Mm. Once again, more problems for the Melbourne Storm. Brandon Smith's like, no, I'm a nine. Yeah, yeah. And then Harry Green's yeah. like, well, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm coming back to be the nine there, or else I'm, you know, let's fuck you. Strange. Look, it, has anyone verified what he act, what Harry Grant has in his claws? No, I'm not that I'm aware of. Because at this stage, it's all fucking. It may have came from a place of truthfulness, though. Like, yeah, but. Melbourne came out a little while ago and said that we're not losing him. Yeah. Hmm? We'll see. Look, I th- I think that... Uh, I just can't trust the Raiders this year. I'm sorry. I mean, both sides with losses, I still... Like, Munster is just, like, such a huge loss. But having said that, you know, the Storm acquitted themselves amazingly well last week. Mm-hmm. And without Munster there, Hughes really stood up. I mean, yeah. I, it was only last week when I was questioning if Hughes was, you know, a replacement for the great sevens of of, of the Storm sides past. And yeah, well, while I wouldn't go that far, I mean, he he stood up in the absence of Munster, big time. As he does that again, I mean, like the the Storm, they the, they just keep rolling. It is interesting, I, and it was close to my heart as well. I remember last year when we had Cleary and and Jimmy there. Obviously not to the same extent, but do you think it's a similar situation in Melbourne? In what? Sorry, in what? In, way? in just that they're for some reason they're just not great together. Neither yeah, of them can okay. live up to their. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Who knows? But still, I'm going Storm. Okay. Knights versus the Eels. Mm. Edric Lee is out. Tex Hoy on the wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aiden Guerra replaces Sonny Matautia. Oh, Stafford ties back on the bench. And Brody Jones. Mm. The Eels. Nathan Brown returns from suspension. This fucking guy, man. <laughs> this fucking guy. To get another one. Yeah. Uh, Nucori drops to the bench. Ray Stone and Oregon Kafusi drop out. And uh, Stefano Toikamanu debuts from interchange. You can't go past Parramatta here. No, you can't at all. Like legit, the Knights, you know, they they want to talk about oh they defended and didn't have you know and and had players out and oh you know you you lost like a fucking winger, an average fucking back rower, yeah, reserve back rower, mm. and then you lost your overhyped you know fuck boy for you know ten minutes or whatever, yeah, when he when he did himself a fucking mischief dropping another bomb. Like nasty, calm the fuck down. Like, and they and I just, I just don't feel like their the, their forwards can't stand up against the eels. Their defense is not going to fucking do you know stop any eels throw at them. And I don't think that the offensively they've got anything 
at all for the Eels. Mm. I agree. So I think it's going. I, I think the Eels are going to win. It's not even going to be close. Mm. I think the Eels are going to fuck them up. Yep. To the point where the Knights fans might start melting down on, on socials a little bit. No, that's not their go. I'm telling you. And finally, the uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons take on the mighty Manly Seagulls. Uh, Jubilee. What's going on in Dragonstown? Tarek Sims returns from injury. Uh, Fuemiano is benched. Corbin Sims uh, to the reserves. Hunt moves to hooker. McInnes to lock. Trent Merrin benched. Jordan Pereira to the wing. Hmm. Cameron McInnes to lock. Hmm. Ben Hunt to nine. I don't quite know what to make of that. McInnes had been playing at lock when the when Hunt, when Hunt's Cooker. come on. Yeah. yeah. So <sighs> it just seems like a really fucking strange thing to do. So not only do you have a million dollar a year half, yeah. You know, as hooker, he was the bench hooker. Yeah. At least you're starting him, I guess. Well, I mean, like it's it's strictly strictly value for money. I mean, yeah, sure, they're getting yeah. more value for money. The, yeah, I don't know. Okay, what's going on in Manly? Okay, so Paseca replaces Fanua Blake. Uh, I have a feeling they'll probably start with Kepi though. Uh, Morgan Ball the interchange. That's the oh, that's the only change. Okay, so week three of the new spine. I would expect the defense to remain uh, similar to last week, impregnable. Uh, hopefully. They've just worked the attack a lot more this week mm. and hopefully combinations drop in. I don't know if Coke Croak is going to start at six. It wouldn't surprise me. I just feel like for the sake of one week, you know, what's the point? You know, you're going to have Dylan Walker back and then that's going to, you know, you're going to have half your spine. So next week, I just don't know mm. how it's going to go. I mean, I don't think they'll need to have to, you know, need to score a, a, a truckload of points against the Dragons. I think the Dragons have got a lot for him offensively. Um, but who knows? Maybe Ben Hunt to nine and, and uh, Cameron McInnes to 13 is like the magic bullet. That, uh, suddenly, yeah, because each time to- they fucking needlessly swap possessions around the positions around, they've gotten heaps better this year. So like hooker's obviously the position. Like remember it was, it was last year when they had Gareth Whittup and they were fucking around, you know, going fullback and this guy's six and this guy's seven and then you know, fucking off all those positions. So... Mm. I honestly don't know. It could it could be the the, the the most merriest move ever, though. Maybe it's the one that saves his job. Or maybe he gets fired this week after Manly fucking destroy them. Ish. Which would be embarrassing to be destroyed by Manly in the current state. Stop. Joel Thompson revenge game. Okay, your mailbag. Oh, hang on a second. I've got my tips there. Oh, what did I tip? So I tipped the... Oh, I did tip the Warriors. Okay, good. Excellent. Okay, so the mailbag. Clevo, uh, if one NRL player was legitimately diagnosed with retard... I'm going to say it exactly the way he, he, he said it here. Diagnosed with retardation. <laughs> who would it be and why? You, you dog cunt. <laughs> you, Clevo, after the way you spelled that. <laughs> 
Bigger said, I'm involved with the kids' podcast about rugby league. Do you think that's something families would be interested in? I feel like you're fishing for a plug. Hang on. Now, just back 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 to what what, uh, Clevo said. Old mate, Horsburgh. Like, if you want to talk about legit handicap, he'd be one. Um, I'm not sure BJ's doing any fucking trigonometry. Um, who else? Matt Lodge is just a fucking like I don't know if he's just empty or he's dumb. I think he's just a prototypical prop. Like he's just a yeah. guy. You know what I mean? He's just like he's 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 a guy that is paid to run yeah. headfirst into equally big cunts and get smashed by them. Yeah, but then you look at James Tamow, and that's not him. Yeah, but he yeah, but that but it, it could have been, and then now he's yeah, old. He's sort of aged out of that part, you know that yeah, part. Yeah, true. You know, I mean, like I, I get, like Brent Kite was never that guy, no, ever, no, not at all. But you know, then you get you know, but he was never like, <laughs> you know, two hundred meter a game. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he was a, he was a gentleman, and he played like a gentleman. He wasn't an animal that played like an animal. Yeah, true. And I mean, sometimes you know, you just you need the fucking animal, but. <laughs> That got dark. <laughs> I'm just trying to scroll. I'm just trying to scroll down here because I need to. Um, I know. I know. Biggest needs a plug for his um, podcast with the kids and stuff. But I can't. I'm fucking drawing a mental blank at the moment. You know what it's called? I don't know. Big T's Ferguson Happy Hour. Yeah. No. I'm pretty certain it's not that. Oh. Actually. <laughs> oh, hang on. Here we go. I found it. Let me just fucking go into this thread for a minute. You know what? Unless this, you're is, a- this is thrilling. Unless this you're actually absolutely thrilling introducing podcast. kids to the soul-crushing reality of what life has to offer them for the rest of their putrid fucking existence through the lens of sport, then I don't want it. <laughs> oh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find the, the name. I'm so fucking hopeless. No? There's, there's enough little, lies. Yeah, Little Rugby League. That's what it's called. Of course, little rugby league. Get it at all your all your uh, yeah, the, all your favorite. There's enough fucking lies going out to my children at the yeah. moment, without lies about football. You know, <laughs> I need them to know it's okay that daddy cries because that man's a cunt. Don't worry, <laughs> I'll explain what that is when you're older. Now go back and put on your little fucking movies back there to tell you that birds go can play Lego. Birds can sing and dance. And that furry men in garbage cans won't molest you. Live that life for as long as you possibly can, you lucky little shit. <laughs> little Rugby League, it's called. And uh, and the episodes are short enough that you can listen to them on the school run or, you know, on the way home from school or the walk to school or whatever. Because the good thing is at the moment, tonight was another fucking wondrous training session for the fucking... Pine Central Hornets under sixes yeah. in which each of these kids think that in junior rugby league there's six balls on the field at each time because that's all they're doing at training. <laughs> the coaches figured out there's a tipping point and that if at least half of them have a ball in their hand at one time... It keeps, it keeps order in. Exactly. So. Uh, look, I would, look uh, it's, it's something I certainly entertained uh, doing but I'm... Um, I also know that I'm glad I, I'm glad it yeah. never came to it, but because uh, I am kind of the one that, like I, I am the very involved person that will get roped into everything, but uh, I'm glad I dodged that bullet. 
Uh, Danny said, how would you attempt to fix the two dumpster fire teams of the season, being Broncos and Dragons? What do you think needs to change? Clearly, sacking the coach is a boomer solution, and surely there is more to it than that. Yes, sacking the coach alone is not going to solve the problems. However, in both cases, I would sack the coach. But as we've, you know, mm. you, you could probably, these are these are really easy broad strokes that, that I think we'll both agree on. Um, you've got to get these these high value contracts that aren't giving you any returns in performance on the field. Yep. They've got to fucking go. And now if it means that you're paying that that guy to play for some other fucking team or something while you while you're giving a, a, a kid from your system a, a chance or something, then I think you just like it's pain at the moment anyway. Yeah. It's pain with them. Yeah. So mate, you know, you, you just have to sort of just take that bullet, get that contract off your fucking books. And it might be painful running cut-priced squads out until that time, mm. but at least you're developing pl- yeah. other players and not these fucking guys that aren't performing. And then when the contract comes off the books, then you can buy, you know, where are the gaps now? Yep. Buy two players for 450 apiece and That's fill it. the gaps. That's it. Those teams are probably mirror images of each other. And we alluded to it previously that the Broncos, it's not a talent deficiency. It's effort and cohesion. Yep. And fucking minerals when the pressure comes down. And, pro- and you know, probably talent in like one or two key positions. Like what? Halves. Like actually a talent deficiency. No. See, I, that's what I'm saying to you. Milford is not a talent deficiency. I'm saying he is. No, he's he not. He wasn't, but now he is. No, he was good. Okay, so I'd like to say the, it, it's yeah. still there. Whereas the dogs are a was, talent deficiency. Was good, now not good. Yeah, true. It happens to players all the time. And so back to the point of the coaches, I would 100% have as many people as I could trust that had experience in it in there observing what it is. Somebody put it out as a joke a little while ago, but they changed that Alex Glenn quote to, you know, you think it's tough watching us lose. Imagine how tough it is to have to spend six hours a day with a maths tutor to understand Harvard game plan yeah, or yeah, something yeah. along the lines of that. It, it may need outside eyes to come in and go, look, I'm not saying he's lost the dressing room, but there's half that squad that don't understand fully what he's saying, and so they're out there unsure of what they're supposed to be doing, and they're out there uncertain of what everyone else around them is going to do. Look, I'm going to tell you a story about a team that had fucking coaches that were not bought into it all. Fucking the Trent Barrett era at Manly. Then when Desi comes back, he doesn't... Desi, not just Desi comes back. He brings, you know, Brett Stewart in to, to work with the backs. He brings in fucking Matt Ballon to coach one of, you know, one of yep. the junior teams. He brings in like guys like, you know, Luke Williamson, all these old fucking guys from the glory day. And he just surrounds the club with these legends. Yep. And I think for the Broncos in particular, like the Dragons, I don't know if they've got any legends left. I mean, they got that that old that old guy that was a, that was a pedophile. The, you know, from the golden the golden yeah, days. I mean, they don't want to bring him back. I mean, I think he's dead anyway. But um, the Broncos, though, have got they've got no they've got very they've got a very shallow history. They're not they're, they're not an old club. They can bring in. I mean, they've got Alfie around there, but, but they can what, they can bring all them guys back. Their ex player to legend ratio, yeah, is greater than any other club. They need to, to a they look. They need to get like Kevy in, I think, because he fits in that ex-player plus legend mold. Yes, and whatever happens with State of Origin, I mean, you get the guys for fucking six weeks a year, max. Yep. He came out of the Bellamy system. Yes. So I'm going to assume, until proven otherwise, at club level, 
that he can fucking coach if you give him a team for an yeah. entire fucking year. Yep. With that being said, then you bring in Kevy and then you've got you've got instant access to Kerrod plus probably everyone else that he played with at the time except for Darren Lockyer because yeah. he's turned into a cunt. Um, but I think that alone and getting those high-value, low-return contracts, like getting Darius off the books. I mean, if you want to give the benefit of the doubt to Milford, then fine. Yep. But at least get an established fucking half to help him out. Yeah. Or like a, like get like Blake Green in or something. Someone who can actually yeah, game manage it. and then let Milford do whatever the fuck it is he's supposed to be doing now. Mm-hmm. And I think... And, and, and the thing is with Brisbane, the, the forwards, they've got a fucking great. So it wouldn't take that much to turn it all around for them. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's that's what I would do. Install Kevy as coach. Get him to bring like getting to remind them like you know the good old day you know the what Brisbane the Brisbane Broncos are about. Remember the Broncos when you know they were like the team, you know even like up until like probably the early two thousand teens, where yeah. it was like teams would be beating them by ten or something, and there'd be five minutes left, and you still wouldn't be fucking sure. Yeah, because that freaked out. Yeah, you don't know where the next one's coming from. Yeah, that's. That's the sort of aura that you know, needs to be brought back to the club. And I think uh, they need a competent coach. I'm going to assume that Kevy is that more so than Seabold. I'm going to assume that Kevy can get more buy-in from Brisbane players yes. than Seabold's getting. Um, and then, yeah, and the rest follows. The Dragons, it's tougher. Coaching's obviously a problem, but get rid of get rid of Hunt or reduce the contract. Those- get rid of Corey Norman com- fucking completely. Mm. Yeah. And any other high-value guy that isn't yep. performing, fuck them all off. Yeah. Dragons have got a huge junior nursery to fucking pull from. Probably like the fucking, what, second yeah. second biggest, would you say? Can you imagine going out there and saying- Third biggest, maybe Newcastle ahead of them. So, so Corey Norman's going to be playing Reggie's for the rest of his career. Yep. And if somebody wants to come and take him, we'll take half his value. We'll pay half his fucking freight. Yep. There you go. And then all of a sudden, we're going to bring this junior in and it's going to be rough, but- you know, this is us as a club and we won't stand for that, that sort of performance. Yep. There's no way fans turn on you for that. No way. And the thing is, you can draw it out with the way things are now, yep. waiting for contracts to elapse, or you can have ex- the equal amount of pain. I mean, because it doesn't get worse. So you get, it's e- you've got the equal amount of pain, but it's actually doing something to rectify it or yeah. like it's building towards something else. That's it. Rather than just like sitting here looking at your watch going, oh, how much fucking longer are we paying this dumb cunt? Mm. Right. Anyway. Anyway. Fuck both those clubs. Russ, why are the Fox Sports hacks afraid of reporting or investigating more into the Isaac Moses saga? Surely those Buzz or Hoops Muppets have some more juice on him? They probably do too. Like, let's see. Wait for the appeal to be exhausted. Yeah. And um, I guess if he wins his appeal, then it's going to be a, a moot point. If he loses the appeal, then I bet there's a lot of story that's yet to be told. Yes. And to answer your question, it's because those fucks are absolute leeches. And what they don't need is to come out and bag a guy who can obviously hold a fucking grudge. Yes. And then And wield it super effectively. Yeah. Instantly lose access to all um, Moses-managed players. Yep. So think of every player that's been managed, mentioned as being managed by him, and then imagine that the journo that does the fucking hit piece on Moses yep. never gets anything from them again. Yep. So that's why. Josh, Fanil Blake's outburst. Personally, I don't give a shit what he said, and fuck apologies. He obviously meant it when he said it. 
I agree. He meant it when he said it. James said, uh, if there has to be a yearie of anything, with Big Red Corey and half the Brisbane team crying their eyes out, Cleary has to win the Daly M. Clive Churchill and the grand final. Otherwise, it's the yearie of Teary. Who said he won't? Not me. Because hashtag yearie of Cleary. Ross, do you think the disrupted season has led to there being more serious injuries than usual? It just seems more long-term ones than I was used to. I saw something on social media, and I can't remember where, but I believe it was implying that it's just worse this year. And I th- oh, fucking, I wish I could remember where I saw it. It wasn't. It was. It was like maybe over ten years, mm. over the same amount of rounds, and I think that this year yeah. is slightly worse, but not. But kind of, it's still kind of on a par. And you know what? There's a whole bunch of shit that goes into that as well in terms of causality. Mm. Does it have anything to do with a large number of games being played at you know the same venues in a shorter period of time? Yep. Um, does it have anything to do with the relaxation of the players during the break? Yep. Um, who, who fucking knows? Does it have anything to do with the fact that they all had to train at home and so weren't under the... Watchful eye of, yeah, of trainers, experts in yeah. health and fitness, sports scientists. Yep. Oh, hey, I've got a little niggle here. Cool. Stop on that immediately. Here's the ice bath. Get in that. Turns into, hey, I've got a little niggle. I'll sit on the couch for half an hour or I'll train through it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so at, at the moment, I don't think I don't think it's significantly... It's kind of like on par, but, but slight, maybe yeah, slightly worse it. at this point. But it's a fucking strange season. Uh, Eddie said, so do you reckon all the shit from unnamed sources that the dogs bought at infighting is just made up by News Corp journos to take the heat away from their precious Broncos investments. No. They just they, they just smell smoke, yeah. and that gives them some free column inches to, to they don't have to think about or find a story or actually you know do their job. And, Correct. And, and be journalists and hunt down a story. It's, like, it's, it's just a free hit, right? You know? Yeah. Um, and Chris said, uh, the two-referee system has retarded the development of young referees and left them ill-equipped to adjudicate first grade. Discuss. Maybe not wrong. Well, oh, sorry, don't want to say yeah, maybe not wrong. But they obviously referee a way that they have been refereeing for a long time, and that's with another referee there with them. Yeah. And it's like there's so much fuckery in the play the ball and everything that sort yeah. of gets, gets yeah. overlooked somewhat now. But yeah, and I still I'm still not sold. Like I like the six again as a concept, but the part of it I really fucking hate because it's directly affected my team is when the team is so dominant and just trucking through the middle, making all sorts of inroads, and down by two, and keep getting six again, six again, six again. You know what? When you're like fucking thirty meters out mm. and you're just trucking through the middle at will, and they can't keep up with it, and they're like you know six again. Maybe they just want the fucking penalty just to tie it up. Yeah, learn how to score tries. That is so, the fuck. That's a fucking yeah. little dick attitude. Maybe, maybe you just prefer to tie the game up and then nah. just roll on through the rest of them. Um, that's it. Full time for episode three fifty eight. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can re- interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League, uh, Facebook dot com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. That's a Facebook group. Uh, welcome to the new listeners or the new uh, admittees to the group over the last week, and uh, it's a uh, a great place to chat footy and uh, it's easy for us to keep tabs on everything too because we can just 
keep everything under topics and threads and everything. It's fucking great. Yes. Um, our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash this week in league. Get over there. You can find everything you need to about the show and where to get to all the other places. Uh, and if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple podcasts. And if you want to go the extra mile, our digital memberships are still available and can be picked up anytime for only three ninety nine a month. That entitles you to extra episodes and more. Um, just scrolling through. That is it. That's all I have at the moment. And uh, once again, our best intentions. And we're still going overtime. Jesus. Stop being so compelling, footy. The year of weary. I'm fucking recording all goddamn. <laughs> 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 oh, that's it. See you nice. next week. Later. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW.